a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome to the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. Thank you, Racetech.com. Go get your suspension revalved. Go get your engine work done. Just change your oil. And also, for sure, don't forget about Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Light Hydrogen is my pick. Go check them out at Fly Racing. And you can check out the whole 2019 line of gear. So here we are, people. First day of 450 shootouts. I am tired. It's been a long day. It's been a very long day. But we have the results in. And of course, like I said, these are seven riders that we chose of variable abilities, sizes, weight. And Thursday will be another round of different riders that will be involved. A little heavier guys, as you guys listen to these interviews and these podcasts, you will hear their their strengths, weaknesses, what they like, what these riders like in the bikes, what they don't like. So just try to relate to one of these guys and really figure out what is the best purchasing option you guys have out there i do not have my results in this shootout again i will put my stuff in a separate podcast later on down the road when we when we do um final results which will be okay so now we have day one results day two will be up thursday night and the final overall result tally okay will be on monday night's pulp mx show we'll talk about this the shootout we will we um, give you guys the overall results, and we'll just talk about everything that encompasses this second annual Kiefer Inc. 450 MX shootout. So without further ado, let me get to the results for the day. Again, competitive edge, faster type flowy track. Thursday is a tighter track with jumps. This is more sand-based, um, ripped very deep today, as you will see in this uh, interview when we talk to Several riders, again, seven riders. We had Brock Tickle out, first time he's ever ridden other bikes. So if you guys haven't listened to this you know, um, podcast before, it's a good time to start. Here, a good guy that rides all different kinds of factory machines when he was racing. Talk about production bikes. Very interesting. Really cool to hear. So the winner for today on day one is the Kawasaki KX450. With a score of one two one four two two two, second place very close Yamaha YZ450F one one two four one two five, third place Husqvarna FC four fifty four three five one five three one, fourth place KTM four fifty SXF four four one five four three three, 
Fifth place, very close. So third to fifth was all very close. Honda, CRF 450R, 3533454. And coming up in sixth, Suzuki RMZ 450, 6666666. So total scores, Kawasaki 14 points, Yamaha 16 points, Husqvarna 22 points, KTM 24 points, Honda 27 points, and Suzuki 42 points. Yamaha and Kawasaki were very close. One rider tipped the scales with right in the Yamaha 5th. It was on its way to winning until that happened, and that is the beauty of shootouts. The beauty or the curse, however you want to look at it. And 3rd to 5th, like I said, was all very close. You could throw a blanket over them. So, and as you get to listen in these, in these interviews and these podcasts, everyone said it was so difficult to pick a winner. Top 4 people, okay? Top four people in every guy's um, interview said the top four were very, very hard to pick. These guys were struggling. I was seeing it. They were putting their hand on their faces. They didn't know what to do. These bikes are very good. Okay, Suzuki has a little bit of work to do, but you can make that thing good too, as you can hear in this podcast. Listen to all these guys. It's very entertaining. We have some fun. We talk about all the bikes, engine, suspension, chassis. We break down a lot here in this long version podcast, 450MX Shootout. Thank you guys for listening. Please support the sponsors that support this show. It keeps us moving and up and running and gets these uh, unique look at shootouts um, up and going. So uh, please support those guys. And again, day two is coming up Thursday. We will have more results, and we'll look forward to the overall results show on the Pulp MX Show, 6 p.m. Monday night. And you can go to pulpmx.com and get the written version that will be up later um, on Wednesday afternoon. So we're giving you plenty of avenues to get your information out here. And, of course, you guys have questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will answer them for you. I'm busy this week, so I'll try to get to your questions next week. But that's what we do here. We try to please, all right? So if you don't like the results from today, don't stress. There's day two. Bikes can change. As close as these bikes are, you never know. It could flip-flop. We have heavier guys coming in on Thursday. I'm only using two guys that um, I use today, so it's a whole new crowd. Um, So it could be a whole new result. You never know. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned for all these interviews. And, again, I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. See you soon. All right, 2019 450 MX shootout here at Competitive Edge. And we have none other than Brock Tickle to kick it off for us. Brock is a virgin for shootouts, right? Yes. So we popped his cherry today. You got to ride all the bikes. You've never done this before. No, it was uh, pretty exciting. Um, For me, it was tough because um, I've always rode one bike. Obviously, I signed a contract and I'm with that team for the year or, or multiple years. So... For me to do this, it's a cool experience, and with my situation, it gives me something to do and uh, to see where all the bikes are yeah, standard. Then even with your situation, maybe down the road, you kind of know what you like, what you don't like, and then maybe that could help you make a decision down the road, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, and I think today was uh, actually pretty tough for me. I, all the bikes are really good um, in standard form, obviously. Each one of us has our nicks and nannies, I should say, what we like and what we feed off of, so... With what I came up with, um, I kind of have a good idea where I put each each bike. So sixth place, you put the Suzuki. Yes. 
So um, give us a little bit of background why you rate it sixth place. I really, I still, I got on it and I, there was something about it that I liked, uh-huh. but to be honest, it's just not on par engine wise. And I don't know if it's a shocker, maybe the, the, the rear, the chassis of the bike, but I didn't necessarily like the rear end of the bike. Okay. And that's something I kind of feed off of. So it was down on maybe power feel and, uh, the way the rear felt. So, um, but still, I think it's a really, it's still good out the box. So we talked earlier today and you said you're a front end steering guy, but yet you need a rear end that's planted, has good throttle control. You can have a hookup going out of a corner. So you really count on the rear end to soak up some of the bumps, but you also steer with your front end. Yes. So it's like a give and take, obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to find that obviously. Um, especially when you're with the team and stuff because um it's just it's just not normal right so a suzuki cornering do you still think that thing corners as good as people say yes when i got on it like i said i noticed that it felt at home to a certain extent because i was on a suzuki for four years and it still had that planted feel at high speeds like the bike felt and you rode the previous generation yes not the new generation yes not the new i never rode the new one right so and it still had that good cornering character that, that the 17 had Yep, and then obviously with the spring forks being on it, um, that's a up since I rode a stock. Right. So were you on air when you were racing on Suzuki? Um, it was a hybrid, okay. uh, hybrid spring. Okay. Basically, so um, fifth place Husqvarna. This is where Brock and I we started talking before this podcast started, and it's tough. It was really hard for him to get these five in order, especially the middle three. So fifth place is Husqvarna, and give us the reasons why. Okay, give us. One reason why you like it and dislike this Husqvarna. Uh, I I feel like I can go at a good pace on on a standard stock Husqvarna all day. Okay. I I feel like I feel like I can change this or that once I get if I do decide to ride a Husky eventually. Right. But the way it is standard form, I put it here because I didn't feel as comfortable as I did the ones. Uh, coming up next, yes. Okay. So engine feel, do you think the Husky is good? And people always say, oh man, the KTM, the Husky slow. Do you think it's slow? It's not slow. So, I mean, obviously, different rider rider levels, obviously you know this. Everybody rides a bike differently. Right, correct. Though how much I give the bike throttle when I exit a corner is going to feel different than if somebody's somebody else does it because right. I think I'm more of a throttle control guy right. and I ride more momentum type riding style. Right. So for me everybody's might it feels slow but it's because it's, it's yeah it's a little it's smoother broad. The, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very broad yeah so obviously that could be negative for some people some people don't like that feel so for me i kind of like that that's what i mean i could be consistent for all day long on right. it you know what i mean and i could i could predict what the motor is going to do um here and there um, and if you like for the, you guys listening out there when you carry momentum like brock is saying like what he does he carries a lot of momentum through corners this is where this engine rewards you because if you keep up your momentum, this is where this engine likes to be. Yes, no, for sure. And then you're going to get better traction and it's easier to control the power. Right. You know what I mean? If you have a bike that's super fast off the bottom, you're carrying a lot of momentum and you go and crack the throttle, it's going to, the bike's going to get upset. Right. So like it creates, it has its positives with it. Obviously it makes the bike handle good. Right. You know what I mean? At high speeds, the bike is probably going to feel more stable than a bike that's super light switchy. Right. So fourth place, Honda. You love this motor. I really, really like the motor in the Honda. Um, I do feel like it needs some stability. So um, chassis help? Chassis and suspension. Maybe some clamps, maybe a link. Uh, suspension for sure for me, obviously. But it had a good feel to it, 
but it had a bad feel to it at the same time. So, a little twitchy feel at high speeds. So when you usually start sanding it into corners, yes. fast, square edgy stuff, you started getting some, some twitchy feel? In the front. Okay. Not so much in the rear. The rear, I actually really like the rear end of the bike. Um, this, Like I said, this these these positions for these placing of, of the shootout were very difficult for me because I really like the motor in this Honda and I really like the rear of the bike, but the, the instability in the front and the high speeds were really just took took the wind out of it did you ever play with the map switch on the handlebars no i didn't mess with that okay. at all so yeah basically what when he took off it was on map three so that's basically what he was on and that's the most aggressive map there is and of course you have map one which is standard and then map two is smooth so brock was on number three um moving to third place ktm something you're familiar with right so let's get this out there right now people think man brock's biased he's gonna love ktms because he's still part of ktm but right now you have no no, KTM's not doing anything for you, right? No, I mean, I did, they're not, at the moment they're not, but I mean, they did let me borrow a bike right. for a year, so I am obviously grateful of that, but there is no relationship right now that's hooking me to making them pick Like, there's no reason first. for you yes. to rate them first, right? Yes, no, not at all. I mean, I obviously got on the bike today and felt comfortable, but um, it felt what I'm like I've been riding, it was basically a stock 19, so... Um, what do you like about this KTM, this new generation KTM? Do you like the new chassis? It's the same thing, kind of like how the Husky is. The Husky had a different, a little bit different feel, but I, the KTM felt like more at home for me. Um, I, like I said, I go out and just ride a pace and do it all day long, and right. I felt comfortable. So that's I, obviously being comfortable is key, and it might there is some negatives on maybe some feel here and there, maybe a little harshness, but. Um, overall, it was predictable for me. What do you think of the AER fork for production? Out of um, all the air forks I've ever rode, I would say they're they're probably the best production fork I've ever rode okay. by far. Right. I don't. Not, I wouldn't say works. Right. Not maybe not the best works air fork setup. Right. I don't know. I've never tried works air forks from WP, but um, feeling wise for air forks for stock customer straight off the floor so really you feel good. like you could ride at a high level with this stock production stuff like let's say local tracks here in southern california oh yeah for sure i definitely feel like i could be within range of the guys that would race in nationals right now for yeah. sure i've done it already so just, i know that <laughs> so just for shits and giggles for the people at home let's say we put factory suspension on this bike for you how much faster do you think you could go here in southern california on the tracks the way they're prepped now you think it's that much of a difference? The way today was, I wouldn't say um, it would be that beneficial, um, but you would feel more comfortable. Yes, you can charge into stuff larger. Yes, okay. I mean I could probably go on, go the same speed. Right. But it would be at a lesser comfort level. Right. Okay. But um, when it comes to national tracks, yes, you'd be at a big disadvantage because you need more hold up. Yes, you need you have to have hold up in the ruts and obviously some stability. So, um, yeah, I mean local tracks, um, local guys even. You don't need to spend a lot of money nowadays. The guys, all the manufacturers have done a good job with the bikes. Like I said, every single one of them has been good. So um, have a local guy do your suspension or head on into wherever and get your stuff done, and you should be dialed. Kawasaki second. Kawasaki did a lot of work to this bike. I know I've ridden it, and it's really changed my view about Kawasaki's, especially this 450. So um, you rated second, so I guess you do like this bike. Yeah, I really, um, I've rode it one time with bones one day mm -hmm. um to try some stuff because ivan was doing testing for the lights or the, the the race team side of things so bones asked me to do some stuff for him on it and um i liked it then and then today after riding all the bikes back to back to back i 
sitting back, I, I placed it second. Um, I really like the feel of the the bodywork. It's really seamless. For you. Yes, exactly, and very, it feels light. Yeah, so Adam, we were talking about this earlier as well. All, all the Japanese bikes, this Kawasaki does feel the lightest on the track. By far, definitely. Um, I liked the power. It was, the motor is not the best okay. by any means, but I really still liked it. Did you try a different map in that? Yes, I uh, tried your map. Okay, good. The yeah. one they made for you, and I really—that's they hit it on the spot, like basically with what I was it's asking for. A little bit for. better bottom end, but broader and yes, up yeah. top because yeah. it kind of felt like the aggressive one they had kind of flattened out a little bit. Right. So. For those of you guys listening at home, you can get that map over on my website, or you can email me, and I can get you guys that that setup. But uh, so moving on to the chassis, how does that corner? Because I'm like you, I'm a front and steering guy. Last year's bike wasn't that. I feel like this bike is more neutral than ever. So can you can you corner this as good as let's say a KTM or a Honda? I really, it's really hard for me when you go and ride it from here to the track. To me, it feels front and high, okay. like balance wise. But when I go fast, it feels good on the track. So and I can corner well. it, yes. Yeah. So, but I feel like the actual balance of the bike is more... Down in the rear. Rear and low okay. is good for this this uh, 2019 Cowie, obviously, because that's that's what I felt all day. But when I go fast on the track, it feels good and I can corner and um, I can trust it on, on an off-camber to get on the gas and it not want to Straight come away from me. Too, yes. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing I really liked actually about the Cowie is uh, the straight line stability. I felt like that felt plush and predictable at all times. So winning your day today at Comp Edge, Yamaha. Have you had much time wow. on this thing? Um, I rode Villapoto's bike not that long ago, but... It wasn't man, set up for you? You didn't like no, it No, I didn't like it too much. I mean, I liked it, but there was obviously some things I didn't really like. But man, this, this Yamaha, is, they've done a really good job with this thing. Um, the motor is exactly what you're looking for i would say if for if for anybody i mean obviously it's a lot of power so um but we were talking about that too you you use a heavy as a term but we call it a tractor so it's just yes. real tractable long pulling it's not um like the honda we were talking about it spools up really quick and then it's done yes this is more longer pulling and slower revving no for sure so and i think that's what helps the stability of the bike um i know over the years there's been mad talk about the alma being unstable but um man this the bike was good today um i don't know i did do i did do a lit pro session at the end of the day and we haven't actually seen lap times but i can almost guarantee that i was the fastest on the yamaha right. um the bike exiting corners felt really good um the and front end it was predictable okay let's get to that because that's the this bike has a stigma about it where it doesn't corner it pushes everywhere yes did you get that feeling at all I mean, not. I mean, I didn't feel like that anywhere. I feel like I cornered it as good or better in every corner than any other bike. And I, yeah, and I'm a front and steering guy. You are too. And I feel like this bike has a lot of front end bike to it. Yeah, off the gas, the bike um, has a nice rolling feel, but a nice planted feel, which that's hard to come by. And I think that's going back to that tractor feel. I call it a heavy feel, right? Where it it's not planting too much. It has good inertia right. without breaking up the chassis and, and the suspension and um, giving it the right amount of plant when you're off the gas. So this just in, people. Just got a, a text message from LipPro. So you were fastest on the Husky with a 152.02. Yep. Second fastest with a 152.50. Third fastest on the KTM, 153.25. Fourth, Honda, 153.70. Fifth Suzuki 153.92 and sixth 
Kawasaki 155, mm. which could be a discrepancy. Yes. Maybe some water no, or something. Yeah, they were watering the track at that time, but, I mean, either way, it's a, more of a feeling thing. You can fine-tune. You know that. Um, yeah. But that was just go out, do one lap, and that way I had these for reference. Um, so, like you, like I said, all the bikes are awesome this year. You guys can, well, even if you want to put this in the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is good French for us to talk about. I don't think yes. I'll put it in there, but no, it's, no, for sure. I yeah. think this shows you how good all the bikes are. Yeah, it's all close. They're all yes. within a second of each other, right? Besides yeah, the Kawasaki, which I think the track. Uh, was yes, a there's bit. no way I'm that far off the pace on, yeah. on a bike that I really liked. So <laughs> Yamaha takes it for Brock. Stable, great engine, good stock suspension, right? No, it's plush. Really yeah. nice. Does it move too much for you? No, that's what I think I liked about it. Like um, some of the other brands, maybe it needed more maybe more rebound internally and okay. the, they feel like there was a good balance between rebound and stiffness in the Yamaha stock right so that's Brock's rating um, so to wrap this up what's what's planned for you what's what's going on what are we doing uh, right now just I don't know riding training having fun um, going fishing um, playing golf I mean I'm just trying to stay busy to be honest I, it's been a while now it's been five almost five and a half months now since since my uh, suspend, provisional suspension and I still don't have an answer don't have a hearing date um, don't know know what's next for me so uh, just trying to stay busy you have babies? not right now not right now <laughs> so Brock's not having kids not people. right now I mean I would like to but it's not a good time uh, with things up in there especially uh, I want to once I know my hearing or once I know my what my suspension is going to be right. I can make my next step and that's going to either be to be I mean it's straight it kind of sucks I didn't make enough money here mm -hmm. to retire and say hey I'm just going to hang out right I wish I could but I definitely didn't do that so definitely you still want to go racing yes that's it and, 100% and I, as you guys know I'm not I'm biased guy and I'm really I study riders I study technique and I, when I watch Brock ride I think for me when I watch you ride you, you're riding the best you've ever ridden before like I've watched you I've followed your career and man just watching you ride you're fluid you're smooth uh, you move around the bike well and you just look like you're really, really fluid on the machine. Yeah, that's kind of what's been tough for me to swallow. Um, going into outdoors before I, or when I was getting prepared for outdoors on the KTM, I don't think I've ever rode a bike that as good as what I was ready, or as good and as comfortable as what I was going um, into our outdoor testing there at the tail end of Supercross before I got suspended. So, um, there's been, I think, obviously a chip on my shoulder from, from yeah, that point absolutely. forward. Yeah. So, like, it's made me kind of get fired up, and I think I'm riding maybe I, – I definitely think I'm riding the best I've ever rode um, outdoors-wise. Yeah, I have to agree. So, well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it a lot. It's I think the people really like to hear your feedback, and uh, it's something special because we don't get riders like you of your caliber to ride all these bikes – bikes that people buy on the showroom floor it's cool to hear your your point of view yeah no i think it's uh i'm glad i came and did it and uh, it was cool to like i said ride them all back to back so thanks for having me and uh we'll maybe see you next year all right thanks okay second round of riders here at the 2019 450 mx shootout here at competitive edge and for those of you guys listening out there just calm down we're gonna go back east I know some of you East Coast guys think West Coast shootouts are bullshit. I understand. I'm going back East, but bear with me. We're going to take care of the West Coast side first, the left coast, and then we're going to go the right coast. So before you yell at me and bitch at me and say, your shootouts suck, shootouts are lame, I'm East Coast guy, just calm down. I'm here to change things. I'm going to go back East. I'm going to help you guys back out there. But right now we have Chase Cook 
RockyMountainATVMC.com's Chase Cook. It's happening. Like that? That was a good intro. I'm, right. That was the best one I've ever had. Yeah. So Chase is also, just like Tickle, he's a shootout virgin, so we popped his cherry today mm. at 33. 33 years old. Version. So he's a version, 33-year-old shootout guy, but he rides a lot. He does, of course, if you guys are familiar with Rocky Mountain ATV MC YouTube channel, and of course, Fantasy League. Chase does all that, does a lot of product reviews. He's a good communicator. I feel like he's a pretty good test rider. I think he's uh, one of the the better guys to pick for an opinion because he's your average guy. He's the guy who's going to ride on the weekends. He has a normal job, and he, and he's, but he's around dirt bikes all the time, so he knows the industry. So that's basically why I chose you. I, I never told you that, but that's why. That's why? I appreciate it. Well, I did ask you. You did. And you, I, I had a little bit of a desperate look on my face. You did, but it doesn't matter because I get those a lot, and yeah. I just tell people to fuck off. Mm. So, well, I didn't tell you to fuck off, so you're good. We just talked about this. Yeah. So, all right. So, from sixth to first, let's rank them. Sixth place, what do you got? RMZ 450. Okay. That's standard issue for Suzuki, but is it as bad as sixth place sounds? No, and here's why. Okay. I had this bike last year when it was all new. Okay. You know, I'm doing quotes with my fingers right now. But this bike is really good after you get a good balance and you figure it out. Once you get your suspension revalve. So I took my 18 from last year. I put that right engineering link on it. I got the back end to settle down. And I ended up really, really enjoying that bike. Okay. So for anyone that might want to go buy these, because I know you can get them a killer deal. Yeah, they're like five grand. Don't panic 18s. because somebody said ranked at six in a first ride impression because I had the same feeling when I did my ride impression for it. But you can make it a good, fun bike to ride. Right. So Suzuki 6. One thing you did like about the Suzuki. One thing that stood out that you really enjoyed? Narrow chassis. Okay. I'm a shorter guy, so I don't have very tall legs, so the narrow chassis makes it feel nimble, even though it is the heavier bike. Mm-hmm. And ergonomically, the bike's just comfortable. Okay. It's a comfortable bike for me to sit on. Um, I'll talk about handling not, but overall, just like when I sit on it, it just feels comfortable, and it's an easy bike to ride. Corn, still cornering good? Yeah. It corners well. It, it goes. One thing I noticed with the Suzuki is that the, the engine feel, it revs out a little bit quicker, and when you come into a corner, like when I downshift in a second, if it's soft and loamy, or, like if, if the dirt wants to grab the bike at all, okay. you get that kind of heavier sensation feel with the motor, mm-hmm. which makes the bike feel a little bit sluggish. Okay. And at that point, it's a little bit harder to maneuver and put the bike where you want it. And today, we had a very deep track. It was just deep. Oh, the morning Cal- time was super deep. Yeah, so for you East Coast guys, we did do that very deep. We had good ruts today, long ruts coming in, long good ruts. ruts going out, and it was choppy, had some bumps, so good testing, I think, day today. Yeah, and once the RMZ is in a rut, the front tire tracks well, it sticks, uh-huh. you can trust it. I'm not a big fan of the front tire. Okay. I know, I don't trust that front tire. Bridgestone, Battlecross, yep. Yeah, it just, for me, it just doesn't give you that confidence. If you come in a corner that's maybe just had the water truck go around, I have to, I question in my head, is this tire going to stick, yep. or is this thing going to push on me? Correct. But I do like that it's a front, it is a more front end steering bike and it does corner well. Got it. Okay. So basically, Suzuki just lacks a little bit of handling and engine. Yeah, engine's a little soft. Um, I rode it, you know, I can't take it anyway any because I rode it. It was the first bike I rode this morning. So in soft, lummy conditions, every bike's going to feel soft and a little bit sluggish in the bottom. But um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't have as much excitement at the bottom end, but it's an easy bike to ride. And 
it's a 450. Like, when you compare it to the other bikes, like, some of the other bikes, I was like, I don't need this much. Right. I was almost like, ah, I wish I had a little less bottom end, and you can change the maps on some of them. And I, every bike that I rode today, if there was an option for a softer hitting bottom end, I chose that option. Got it. Just because it made it a little bit easier. And so the Suzuki, the softer motor is not bad, but when you are comparing it to the other 450s, and yes, it is like the softest motor in the class at the bottom. So before we go further to the fifth place, how much do you weigh and what are you ability-wise? So I'm 5'7", 180 pounds dry, and I am uh, over 30. I race the intermediate class. So 30B. 30B rider, yeah. Okay, there you go. Fifth place, what do you got? Fifth place, I have... I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. The YZF 450. Hey, you know what? It's not my fifth place bike, but, hey, it's your it's your, it's your your shootout here. So what what's the reason why you ranked it so far down? Let's just get to that real quick. It just, for a smaller guy, it just felt big. Okay. A little bit harder to maneuver. It wasn't easy to point and shoot Okay. where I wanted to. Once you're in a line, it tracks well. You know, it, it does what it's supposed to, stays planted, but when you're coming into a corner, if you're not perfectly in that rut and you need to change directions or you're like oh man i'm coming in too hot i need to it it just a little bit harder to get it to go where i wanted to it's almost like i was the bike was riding me a little bit more than i was or no what's the other way yeah i know what you're saying you know what i'm I'm saying like i was along for the ride more than sometimes i feel like i wanted the bike was riding you more than you were riding the exactly okay so but best motor so you like the engine engine was just unbelievable in that thing easy to jump things out of a corner yep so that was like the only bike that i was so did you screw with mapping do you leave what they had in it for you i left what they had in it for me yes which was tp 2.0 that's what was in it okay you know so different mapping from stock um a little bit broader range for pulling power and it pulled a little longer pulls very well that's something it's very it's just good everywhere it hits good but it's not over the top but that thing just keeps going and going and pulls and pulls and pulls and that was there's a big triple step up here in the back Mm -hmm. and i wasn't doing it all day long because you got to make sure you get the good drive you got to be a good rider to hit it that was the only bike where i was taking the inside Mm -hmm. inside line and felt confident that i could pull hard enough in third gear to still get over that thing got it what about suspension suspension really good i rode the 18 i did a first ride review on that bike so very plush absorbent kind of what you'd expect from a Yamaha. Okay. So it does everything well. I didn't really have any bad complaints about it. Um, what about cornering? Because everyone thinks, freaks out on the Yamaha and so it doesn't corner very good. No, it'll, it, it corners good, not as good as some of the other bikes as far as, uh, I mean, once you're in the rut, no matter what rut it is, whether it's a long rut or it's a sharp rut, as long as you have the tire in there, the bike's in there and you're leaning the bike over, the bike will track and follow the rut. Okay. So, but where I, the only word point where I struggled with it was if I coming into a corner if I wasn't exactly where I needed the bike to be it was hard to quickly change my line change to directions. get into that rut okay so change of direction was a little heavy feeling change, yeah so like right here this this finish line of the step up here yeah. I was coming off of it you have that long sweeping right hander sometimes you come a little bit too wide right. and you got to kind of work the bike into that long sweeping rut where it was this bike it was a little bit harder to get it to want to jump over and move across so okay. just that heavier feeling but it does corner better than the last bike that I rode from Yamaha. Yamaha fifth place, fourth place coming in Honda. Yep, CRF450R. Okay, so it's 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 been in the top two to three so far, but you ranked it fourth. So tell me, let's break it down here. Let's break break me down two things you love about this bike and two things that you disliked about this bike. Two things I love. 
Motor package is really good. This is a bike that has three different maps on it. Okay. I like that it gave me that map two option, which was a little bit softer at the bottom. Right. Isn't that map two good? It's so good. People, so, people, I, I said this on the podcast not too long ago. I was like, it's like a dick measuring contest. Like, I can't run map two because it's soft. Dude, I'm telling you guys out there, map two is really good on this bike. I rode map one, and then I switched to map two, and I was like, yep, that's the sweet spot right there. Right. Because, especially today, I rode the Honda a little bit later in the day when the track was drying out and real square-edged. And you didn't want that little, you know, if you came in a ride and you had to get a little blip or anything, you know, you don't want to be too aggressive to where it unsettles the bike. So having it be soft at the bottom, but still pulling through the mid and the top was like right where I wanted it to be. So the engine characteristic I really like, the bike feels good. Um, definitely point and shoot a lot better or better for me than the Yamaha. Okay. So if I needed to change my line, take the front iron, the front tire and stick it somewhere else, uh, you know, quickly, mm-hmm. I could do that. Okay. I could pivot it better. So overall that I liked... The motor package is good. I say it's not as strong or as hard pulling as the Yamaha. Okay. But I did like the softer bottom um, with that map, and then, but also I didn't try any other map settings with the Yamaha. Right. So I can't, can't go judge too that. crazy. Right. I yep. can't go too crazy. But and then as far as uh, the suspension, the, the chassis feels balanced. I had I had a little bit of pitching feel today. Okay. I did feel like coming into some of the corners and the braking bumps on the brakes decelerating. A little bit of a pitch where I had the front end tuck on me a couple of times or dive. A little oversteer. A little oversteer. So I came back in. Um, we actually went a couple mils more on sacks. We went from 105 to, I think, 108. Okay. And then two clicks different on compression on the fork. Uh-huh. And that just kind of, for me, balanced the bike out a little bit, had a little bit more hold up. So then I could charge into those and I didn't have that diving sensation like the stroke. The fork was too far in the stroke. Did that help oversteer for you? Yeah. So that helped with the oversteer. It helped the chassis for me balance out a little bit and I had more confidence coming in charging some of those downhills that have some big break some big braking bumps that the bike was still going to do what i wanted to okay what about let's say straight line stability do you feel like the chassis is rigid at all or are you okay with that chassis feel i feel like it was a little rigid compared to some of the bikes we'll talk about okay so not not the most flexible chassis but uh precise precise yeah, yeah it, like i said it, the bike does what you want it to do right but yeah, it has a little bit more of a rigid feel to it. Some of the times it's coming in, you just you just feel the square edge more. Yeah. So, I, what I refer to is like, let's say you drop a rock from three feet up on the ground and you drop it. Mm-hmm. The Honda for me is if you drop that rock from five to six foot up, that just thud feeling. Like I just get more of a thud in that whole chassis than I would other bikes. That's my personal opinion, but. That's just how the general nature of that chassis works. It's just you get more precision, but you also get a little bit more feedback when the track mm-hmm. gets jacked up. So, And it's something I noticed with the Yamaha and the Cowie, and uh, Suzuki wasn't as bad, is the clutch pull on those is pretty stiff. On the Honda. On the Honda. Yeah. And, and also even the Yamaha, to where it was... You know, I, I was so used to hydraulic clutches because a lot of the bikes have them here that when right. I got onto those, I was wanting to use one finger all day. And then I was like, oh man, I'd have to switch to two fingers, which I don't like to do because I have less grip power, yeah. grip strength. So that was one something that I would notice is man, is like some of these bikes that have hydraulic clutches and you go to a, cl- or a bike like the Honda that has a harder clutch pull. For me, I was like, I don't like that. Right. So moving to third. Yes. Brigade. Brigade. Orange Brigade. So how close are these bikes together? Like, where does it start to separate for you in the ranking? Like, is it tough for you to get the top three to make a decision, or is it clear-cut? Dude, it was hard. I mean, between first, second, and third. Close. Very close. Okay, so Orange, close. Orange Brigade gets third. Let's just go to the engine right away. People think that engine is soft, doesn't have a lot of power. 
What do you think about the engine character? Well, it's got two maps. Okay. Maps one and two. Map one is a little bit harder hitting, but softer through the mid and upper right. Mm. And then you have map two, which is a little softer at the bottom, more aggressive in the middle at the top. I don't. Some guys say that the, it's softer at the bottom, and, and that makes the engine characteristic or the bike feel heavy. I didn't feel that. Okay. I, I think it's it's a sneaky fast. Yes. It's not the most aggressive off the bottom, but you're not going to lack any pull to get over the jump. You're or, preaching the choir, dude. Dude, it's not like you're going to get over any jump you need to, any inside rut, any double, any big step up jump. You're going to be just fine. Yes. So engine feeling, there's no there's no issue for you. It doesn't make the bike feel heavy. No, I didn't get that sensation at all. Okay. So you have plenty of power to get you over things, and and Chase is right, guys. Like. It may not have that RPM response, that, that barkiness that the Honda does, but it's connected to the rear wheel. You get over the jumps, and you think that you're not going to make because it has a quieter tone. Yeah, it's a quiet bike. That was yeah. the first thing I noticed. Yeah, but you get over the jump. Sometimes you OJ stuff. Mm -hmm. What did you OJ on the double? What bike? <laughs> what bike? I was on the KTM. So there you go. <laughs> you OJ. He So Chase OJs a steep double that come out of a corner, and I guess I didn't see it, but he says he... Flatland the sun bitch like Doug Henry at well, Blood Screen. It's like a t 15 foot double that's just straight up. No, soak it up. And you think, <laughs> dude, it's a good thing I got big legs because I think I should have shattered both ankles and <laughs> smashed my. I did hit my face on the handlebars. What do you think of the suspension on the KTM AER and the WP shock? I'll, it was good. It was. I liked it. That fork, you have to ride aggressive mm -hmm. to get the top. The you know the initial part of the stroke to feel the a little crust. More plus yeah yes. you called it the crust which the is crust. a good analogy you gotta yeah. break through that little crust and then it feels really good so if you're just cruising on the bike and you got a track that's you know square edgy or hard pack probably not gonna feel very good right but once you start to ride aggressive you forget about that whole part so because it and you feel like the KTM is lighter than the other bikes do you feel that I felt like the the last three bikes that we're gonna cover the KTM the Cowie and the FC are the lighter feeling bikes in the class. You just gave away your results right there. I didn't mean to, but well, it's all he's, right. he's premature, folks. I, I don't understand the problem, but I mean, jeez, <laughs> come on. So anyway, third place, Orange Brigade. I, I'm an advocate of this bike. I do like it. Small changes do make a huge difference, of course. And I've never ridden one. Oh, you haven't? I did I did one lap on my friend's 19 in, in Utah. It was literally one lap. Okay. So I had no experience. Um, Sounds like you enjoyed it. Third place is pretty damn good. Yeah. So second place. Oh, and hydraulic clutch. Oh, you like the hydraulic. The one finger pull, just easy. Your hand doesn't get as tired. Let's yeah. Ju let's just let's jump the gun a little bit. So let's talk about it before we. So the Cowie is second for you here, okay? Yes. Hydraulic clutches, back to back. Cowie to the KTM. Which ones you like better? Cowie. Because. Just a little bit. You can modulate it more. It okay. feels a little bit more like a clutch cable or a, a cable clutch versus just kind of that on-off. Okay. So I did enjoy the Cowie's hydraulic clutch a little bit more. So Cowie is second for you people listening. Cowie's done a wonderful job. You, you heard me say this with, with other bikes here in the shootout, but Cowie has come through for 2019 and built a really good machine. First year out. Really good. That's the bike I actually own right now or okay. that I'm riding for the year. So engine feeling for you, easy to ride? Crisp. Okay. Good response. Sharp. Sharp. As soon as you blip that throttle, you're going. Are you a coupler you on? Um, so at home in Utah, I've been riding the stock coupler. Okay. Um, but what's cool is they actually gave me your white coupler yep. that you mapped that you've shared on your what podcast. Yep. So they put that in, which is less at the bottom, mm -hmm. smoother, but then you get more of that hit in the middle of the top. And I left that in because it was, for me, it was a really good combo of settle off the bottom, controllable power. It's not going to unsettle the bike as much. 
but you still have enough to get out of the corners, and then it really picks up right after that. Just broad. Yep. Yeah, really pulls. fun engine, guys. I, I pulls love this for a long engine. Time. Pulls far. Um, light feeling. Yep. Because this engine makes the bike feel light, right? It does. It's very free, so it, it doesn't rev out quick, and that's what keeps it from feeling heavy. Right. Is the bike's just, yeah, the, the engine package they built with that thing is freaking awesome. Um, cornering ability for you on the couch? This is, for me, probably the most neutral feeling bike. Okay. It does everything really good. So front end steer, rear steer. You can steer it with the front end. If you want to get up on the front of the tank and just take that front wheel and just stick it in there, and you Whoa. you can do it. Wow. <laughs> Okay, we're going to keep going. Yeah, we're going to. But no, yeah, I agree. Like I said that with Tickle, I said, man, it it's more neutral feel. Like I'm a front end steering guy, but I feel like it does that pretty well. Yeah, it does that well. It can You can stick the front tire if you want. You can pivot. You can change lines easily. So if you're coming in, you want to change your lines quick, the bike will respond and let you do it. Um, so it has good front end traction. Um, it sticks well. But also, if you need to, you can pivot the bike and, and steer it with the rear. What about Ergos? You're a shorter guy? Yeah, so that's another thing with this bike. It feels very thin. Okay. I would say second to the Suzuki as far as thin feeling. Uh-huh. And it, for me, it, yeah, it's, it's a very comfortable cockpit. I like that the seat is very flat on okay. top. So yep. when you're in the rider cockpit and you're maybe going to sit on the gat or, you know, lean forward to sit down to a corner, it's very easy to get far up on the bike. So it makes it easier to ride. So I really like the Ergos, and I actually really like the oversized foot picks. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Handlebar setup is good. You're 7.8s. Seven eight, oh, seven yeah, I, I ditched those bars. Or I feel like they're a little bit tall for me. So yeah, I actually went to a, Yeah, 9.71. I went to a shorter, bun, or a shorter bend bar that I have on mine that are pretty flat, pretty straight. So not my favorite bar bend, so I swapped that out. One thing you dislike besides the handlebars on the bike that you don't really care for? On the Cowie? Yeah. Can it be anything? Sure. Um, shock. I don't think they got the valving right. Okay. I think the spring rate and the valving don't kind of match up because they use a 5.5 five spring, which for me was even a little too stiff uh-huh. to get the sag and everything, my, my free sag and, and rider sag right. But it just, the front, I don't think they match up. So the front, the rear is valved soft. So I went a lot stiffer on compression. Okay. Um, and I only had, you know, I left the forks. I went too stiffer on forks. But so I... To get a good overall balance of the bike, I think they need to refine the valving with the shock so it matches up with the front. Got it. FC 450 winning for winning. you. Winning. You familiar with this bike? I rode it for, I think, two laps on your Rockstar dish yep, yep. earlier this year after Anaheim 2. Okay. First time ever on one. So you enjoyed it today? I did. And why, I, why did this win over everything else? So give, me, give, me the, give me a synopsis of this. It just gave me the best of everything that I was looking for. Okay. Easy to ride. Easy to ride. Cornering well. Corners extremely well. I think it, the Cowie, it, it's it's hard. So people might be asking, well, why did I separate the KTM and the FC450? I don't question it. But it's Ergos for me. Yep. The FC450 feels a little bit narrower up at the shroud. Uh-huh. The fender's a little bit narrower. So it's the small things that make me feel more comfortable when I ride that bike. Got it. I like the narrower fender. I, I think the, the shroud look feels narrower and... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's about all that really separated for me. But I was like, hey, which one of these? If I had these side by side, which one would I say I want this one? And it'd be the FC. Right. And what about suspension? Air fork? Similar to the KTM. Okay. So, you know, kind of the same feel, really. Um, so you know, not much different suspension-wise for you? No, I, I didn't feel much different suspension-wise from, like, the KTM. It, it does everything well. Very balanced feel. So I didn't have any pitching. Everything felt good. Where they set the sag at 105. Um, what about... Sorry, go ahead. 
I think I went. Let me look at my notes here. Yeah. So suspension to me, I'll, just for my personal opinion, and again, I'm not ranked in the shootout. I'll do that later. But um, just a softer general feel on the Husky. The rear end was a little bit more compliant. I got a little bit more rear wheel, rear wheel traction from the Husqvarna, maybe just because of the, the carbon composite airbox. But nonetheless, the AER fork has come a long way. It's not a horrible fork. I was on it before I put cone valve on my KTM, and there's, there is a little bit of a difference, just front-end feeling plant, but so, uh, the rear is really good on the Husky. Yeah, I actually wrote that. So good hold-up, predictable, keeps tire planted to ground. Yeah. So that was something I noticed is some of these turns got a little bit hard-packed and slippery, and but it just had a good connected feel. Right. Now, engine. Engine. What about engine compar comparatively to the KTM? Do you notice anything there? It's, it's hard to pick them apart. So, so it's very subtle. Okay. Um, if anything, I would say the KTM... The, or the FC450 may be a little softer on the bottom, okay. but very comparable mid to top. Right. So not not a huge difference. Do you notice when when you're on the FC450 and you're riding, do you notice, we talked about change of direction feeling. Mm -hmm. Do you like that feeling on the FC? That's something that really, I, that's probably the biggest thing about the handling and the characteristic I liked about the bike. For me, it just felt like the easiest bike to just put where I want it. And just change my lines, pivot, you know, dive inside of a rut, sweep the outside. It just just did everything really, really well. I yeah, so contrary it. to other shootouts that I've been reading, like these Husqvarna's and KTM's, they feel light, okay? Maybe engine feeling makes it feel a little bit heavier, but what Chase just said, change of direction. If you have a blown out berm and you want to cut down real quick, you're like, oh shit, I see that blown out berm late. You can cut down. It's very easy to do that here with the mm -hmm. white and orange bikes. So I feel like the FC450 was the easiest bike. And again, some of this is just the ergonomics of the feeling uh -huh. compared to like the KTM. But yep. it just felt very easy to change direction. And I liked the motor. I liked that it was a little bit softer so it wasn't as aggressive. Um, and yes, yeah, so overall, just everything. I liked everything it did. What about seat cover? I didn't notice it. I hate that thing. Do you? I don't like those spiky things. I never, I never even thought about. It. I actually had it ruins a, my ass. Dude. Well, dude, you know what ruins your ass? I had a tip over today, and I got sand down my pants, mm. and so I had rocks like in my underwear, right. and it was just rubbing my butt cheeks raw. Yeah, but I was like, dude, I got to. Welcome to the test life, bro. <laughs> you will not have any butt hair at all. When I literally, you test. I literally hid behind her sprinter man and pulled my pants down yeah. to try to like. Get there the are ladies out. here today, so that's yeah, right, you got to do that. So <laughs> that's Chase's. We'll run down his his scores real quick. So you had. Let me go back here. Where you at, man? Where you at? Where you looking? See. My ranking? Yeah, so ranking, FC 450 first, Cowie second, Orange Brigade third, Ride Red fourth, Blue Crew fifth, and Arm Army sixth. So, you're a guy going to go put money down on the machine this weekend. You're buying a Husqvarna. Yeah, I think so. As much as I love my Cowie, I just, man, like, I was, I was like, man, I really, really like this bike. There you go. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Anything cool to talk about the fans out there? Like I'm getting married in two weeks. There you go. He's out. He's I'm not. out. I'm off. One vagina for the rest of his life, people. <laughs> Trust me. I've, I've been there. I know what it's like. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Okay. Rider number three here. And you're an OG. You've been here before. Yeah, I have. You're not a you're not a cherry popper like Tickle and the other guy here. No, no, I've done it before. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me again, by the way. So, AMA national amateur champion that's what we're calling you i'm a national champion amateur national champion loren hey yeah. for those of you guys that don't know 
I got an ass looking at me in my face. That's awesome. Thank you for that. That's but, a pressed uh, hand. Yeah. So Paul, what I call Paul is a gamer. You don't see all of Paul's ability when you're at the track during the week. You see Paul's ability when you go to the race. Paul will not talk to you. He doesn't. He has race face on. You're just another guy. You don't care if you bro down the night before. Paul says zero fucks given. He doesn't care, and he's all in on race day. So I respect that. I like that. Thank you. I like when you do something, you're all in on something. I feel like you've pretty much pinpointed it. Anybody that knows me knows if I do something, I'm going to do it right. Right. And proper. And that's how I am. Great. And otherwise, don't do it at all. Right. Exactly. Right. So, okay, we're here. Comp Edge. We rode all the bikes. More than once, I would assume. I rode a lot. Yeah. I'm super tired. Right. We didn't tell anybody that, though, did you? Uh, at the very end, okay. I was with the Honda guys, and I was like, guys, I, I don't want to ride anymore because I won't be able to... Right. To let you know, because I'm, I'm smoked right now. Right. I'm tired. So, sixth place, who do you got? The Suzuki in okay. sixth. Okay, that's it's been the common theme here. But what I'm trying to get across to these people out here that are listening to this podcast, how far of it is it? Is it, is it real a sixth place as bad as it sounds? Is it? No, and, and honestly, I feel like I need to make a public service announcement because go. this is a hard job you signed me up for today. Yeah. This is very, very hard, and, and there's... Every bike is a little bit different, but every bike is also very good. So it really come like, for me, if someone's listening to this, I think they need to find the tester that they most identify with that has similar riding style, weight, preferences, whatnot, because I think, you know, even if everyone ranked the Suzuki in a certain spot or they didn't, I think there's certain riders out there would really love that bike. Right. So Chase, earlier than you, he's a shorter guy. He liked it because he could fit on it well. That makes sense. To me... I would think a smaller, littler guy with maybe less strength or just smaller would like the Honda and the Suzuki. Right. I am a, I'm six foot. I'm 180. I'm a rear steering guy, okay. hugely rear steering, steering guy. I have an awful habit of sitting a little bit too far back when I ride. Okay. I think it's from growing up in Florida in the sand and also some knee injuries maybe. I don't, my knees don't bend as far as they should. Right. So that's my style. I ride very far back on the bike, I think. Um... I also ride very mellow. Mm-hmm. I try to go around bumps. I try to cut out of turns. Um, I don't ride the main line very much. Uh, I'm kind of. I like to hop around bumps. I try to. I try to get creative. Are we saying Porcellish? Is that what we're saying? I would love for you to compare me to him. Okay. okay. I, I I don't Paul use the clutch. Para Porcel. That'd be cool. Oh, that's cool. That'd be yeah, cool. My entire life, I've never burned up clutches. Okay. I can leave the clutch in my bike for 25 hours really? and it'll look brand new. Wow, that's not me. That's me. Um, okay. I just used it, th- yeah, and uh, I guess that's that's a little bit about, you know. That's good. That's good to know for the people out there, but as far yeah. as the engine on Suzuki, is this is lacking some meat? No, you know, it, it's all around pretty good. Um, it, it's not crazy explosive, but I don't like a crazy explosive engine. I like a linear engine, and um, it's just down a little bit everywhere compared to some of the other bikes. Okay. Um, again, I, I think you have to work a little bit to keep it right in the power that I want to ride it at. Um, it's a good it's a good all-around engine. So you really don't have a big issue with the engine. Is it more suspension and chassis feel? To me, the big deal is chassis. Okay. Um, today, honestly, it's windy today. A little bit. No. <laughs> I'm a high desert. This isn't wind, dude. This, this is, is not windy wind. for me. For you, your Temecula ass, maybe <laughs> so. But dude, come on. This was windy for me a it's little bit. It's 15 miles an hour, people. It's not that bad. To me, the Suzuki felt very big and oh, heavy in the air. Yeah, I didn't see that. And it was, it honestly, 
I don't want to say it scared me a little bit. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay. It, to be completely honest. It, so let's say um, how it feels in the air. You don't like that feeling. I don't. Okay. It feels very heavy. Lands heavy to me. Kind of like a ton of bricks a little bit. Is it? Is it ignition fuel? Mapping, you think? No. Or just overall, just chassis feel? It's just a chassis, engine, gyro, kind of like feel. Okay. Um, just feels heavy in the air to me. One thing you do like about this bike? What thing stands out that you do like a lot? Honestly, the best thing I like about it probably is the way it feels in the middle of the corner. Okay. So, which is kind of weird because I think, historically, the Suzuki's a very good, tight turning bike. Yeah. But... It still feels very comfortable on lean in the middle of the corner for me. I typically don't like a bike that turns super good. I want to. I, I like a slower turning bike. Yeah, I think a little we bit. agreed on this last year. We right? did. We yep. did. And the Suzuki isn't so much like that. But in the middle of the corner, tip in and wanting to stand up, that was its best characteristic to me. Is okay. in the middle of the corner. Okay. So fifth place. I, this is all a surprise to me, by the way. I don't do not know what's going on right now. Right. But <laughs> fifth place. Who do you got? Um. I worked on this bike a lot today. Okay. I tried to give it a really good fair shake because it just starts out opposite of what my preference is. Okay. And fifth is the Honda for me. Okay. Um, the Honda to me feels like a bike for a smaller rider or a rider that rides very far over the front end. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't do that. I move. I dropped the forks down the clamps. I added a ton of compression to the forks. I added more sag to the rear. I really tried to. Do you know, do you know where you at when there's sag number wise? I ended up at 107, I think. Okay. Um, I ended up at forks flush. Okay. Three in on compression. Um, one in on rebound on the fork. That was the closest I got it. Um, the engine is phenomenal. It's fast, it. right? It, it stood out to me. They did. I don't know what they did. I, I tried not to zone in on too much on or like nerd out on what changes were made to kind of, uh, you know, I didn't want to skew my decision today or my comments, but um, they made big improvements in the engine and it was impressive to me. The did you was mess good. with the map switch at all? I sure did. Where would you like? Um, I liked it on the mellow map, which good. I believe is two. Thank you. I liked it on the mellow map. Good for you, man. Because I, I, I explained this on the podcast. We talked about this to another guy here. I forget. I think maybe Chase. Dude, people like, oh, I can't use map two because it's the mellow map. But dude, I'm telling you, you guys out there listening, 450s have plenty of power. You want to be smooth on that sucker. You want to roll corners. Map two is good. They really do. And that, and that goes back to my riding style. I'm not a gas it, point, shoot like blow up the berm and explode out of it like I hop around I try to make my corners really round to me the most success I've ever gotten out of my riding or racing in my lap times is when I clean up all the little sections everyone's going to go the same speed they're going to jump the same jumps but all the tight little turns if I can get in and out of there quickly and not stop yep. that's where I have get the most out of my riding and map 2 helped me do that Okay. but overall um, the Honda still is just it's hard for me my personal feeling and my preferences to get comfortable on that bike and I really tried to get comfortable on it today. I explained mm -hmm. to a lot of people about the Honda. The Honda's really good once you have a good setting. The engine is good, it, it corners well, it feels light, but to me the the box that you have to be in is so small. You So you just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I, I, I would want someone with me if I was riding a Honda because right. I tried a lot today and little changes on that bike are are big. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So you really have to fine-tune it 
and, and you, you said it perfectly, the box that you have to be in to feel comfortable is small on the yeah. Honda to and, me. And what you said, if <clears throat> small changes you make make a big difference, it could go either way. Yes, you can get big lost Big difference quick. good or big difference bad. Yep. So that's the, the... It's good. I guess it's good and bad, man, because you can really make a really good difference on your bike, but you also screwed up a lot. This is something I want to bring up. Okay. I think you might get a kick out of this. Okay. So, um... First off, I, I, I want to talk about handlebars, not because of what my occupation is. Go. Not because of what my occupation right. is. So I hope people will see my comments as truth and not as anything uh, like I'm trying to promote or, or anything. I hope people value this as... as it's just straight up. Straight up. Okay. I don't care. Like I, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I, will, I will not get in trouble for anything I say on this podcast okay. with my personal job. Got I it. will not get in trouble. Okay. So that said, this goes back to our 7 eighths, inch and eighth inch yeah. and eighth talk yeah um honda went to an inch and eighth to me that handlebar feels stiffer this year really which is crazy because mm-hmm. i've shown you lab data that yeah. says the difference you're starting but to come around aren't you i'm not coming around <laughs> not at all but i want to tell you the difference is there's a big change in bend over there yes big change yeah that bar is 11 millimeters or 12 millimeters lower mm-hmm. um and again that's just science if the bar is is has less height and it's straighter, more like a broomstick. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be stiffer. Yeah. Um, the old seven eighths handlebar, which was with a crossbar, which is already pretty stiff because it has a crossbar. Um, I do think that it almost to me felt like a little bit more forgiving than that handlebar. That handlebar was stiff on me today. Yeah. And it, to me, and like I said, I'm not here sitting here to, to blow you or anything, but over time that I've ridden a lot of bikes Rental fat bars are just a naturally stiff feeling bar compared to an Evo bar and I've said this to other people man like Kiefer if you're going to put a bar on I just, I just like an Evo bar because of flex feel and I'm not a fan of twin wall bars I, I used to be when I was young but I can't hang anymore like it's too stiff for me and you're correct I mean I have like I say I have lab, lab data on all these handlebars and the yeah. twin wall is a very stiff handlebar but you know so you think some of that bar feeling on that Honda hurts it I think I think it was so the move that they made on the bend. I think it helps the cockpit, but um, it hurts it in the stiffness department. Comfort, I, I, comfort, yeah. comfort. That's a big. That's an important word today. I think yeah. because all these bikes are really close, and it's all about how comfortable I felt. And the front end on the Honda, I messed with the fork a lot. Um, the bar, I think it was stiff. I get a lot of pitching on the Honda back and forth. Okay. To me, the Honda feels like a short bike. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm learning that I like a long bike, maybe. Yep. Yep. So, fourth place, who do you got? Um, KTM. Okay, Orange Brigade. KTM. Yeah. Uh, Reasons why you ranked it fourth. So, you ranked it fourth down the list. What things don't you like about this bike? Not an awful lot. Okay. So, I want to say that my top four are close. Okay. Which um, has been the overall consensus all day. Oh, cool. Top four are really close. Cool. Um... <clears throat> It's hard to not. It's hard to only talk about the KTM without mentioning the Husky for me. I don't. Yeah, and they do not like that, by the way. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, to me, the KTM does everything very, very good. It's it's very lively on power. That's something that stood out to me because I think the the Husky is a little mellow on power, mm-hmm. especially on the bottom. Less excitement, you would like to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that better on the Husky. Um, the KTM feels more. Rigid in my hands okay. somehow. I don't handlebars. Uh, maybe I don't want to talk about handlebars. Again, no. But to me, that's the feeling I get. I, I, I listen to other testers maybe on, on when okay. it comes to handlebars because I don't want people thinking yeah, bias. Right. But it. yeah, it was it was 
way more firm for me. Okay. Way more. And I don't like that. Again, I'm 35 years old and, and I wrote a lot today. My hands are beat up. I yeah. need that added comfort and there is a difference in handlebars. And I know it just from my job. So it's hard for me not to touch on it. So that was something that I thought um, made the Husky better than the KTM. What about chassis feeling cornering on the KTM? Do you like the way it corners? Does it feel light? Yeah, feels okay. light. Okay. Feels light. Feels like it corners maybe a touch better than the Husky, but I don't. I don't want it better. Right? Is that weird? Yeah, you want it a little slower. Yeah. Yeah. I want it slower. You can. You can worry about your technique and make it do it what it needs to do. Yes. Right. Yes. So, ch- chassis straight line stability on it. Fine. Yeah. Really. I. I, I almost kind of liked the suspension a bit more than the Husky. Okay. I don't know why. Ba- like maybe balance wise it was good um, <clears throat> I like the Brembo clutch better than the Magura clutch okay. I don't know why just yeah. the lever feeling I uh-huh. like that better uh, I like the mellow map but we're ranking it fourth we're ranking it fourth so it's third third is the Husky okay so that's what I'm getting at yes so there's a lot of it's, it's close Paul ranked it you know third and fourth are together and other guys have, have a gap in there mm-hmm. but you're saying that there are more similar similarities than there are differences Yes, I think they're pretty similar. I mean, uh, I'm a Husky owner rider. Yeah. I felt more comfortable in the Husky. Um, you have I, a Rockstar dish. I have a Rockstar dish, and I've been riding it since... I've been riding it all since year. Since it came out. Yes, right, I got yeah. one really early. I was yeah. fortunate. Um, and uh, the so, Husky I like. So you just like, because comfort-wise, comfort. Husky's a little bit better. Yep, and, and we're really nitpicking stuff. And again, my, I feel more at home, like I can push the edge further and be more in control on the Husky than I could the KTM. Okay. Um, the excitement or, that I feel on the KTM, whether that's from muffler or airbox or what have you, I don't or mapping, I don't know. I prefer the Husky. So, My preference. so third and fourth, Husqvarna, KTM. Second place is interesting for me then. What you got? Down the two. This has been the top two pretty much all day almost. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Second for me is the Cowie. Okay. <laughs> wow. Right? So they've come a long way, and I said this to Chase and Brock, and even Brock said it, man, like, Dude, they did a great job for the first year, right? Dude, yeah. So, a <clears throat> little background on me is uh, I rode and raced Cowies 13, 14, 15. Loved the bike. Mm-hmm. Won a national championship on the Cowie in 15. And then when I got on the 16, it went the wrong way for me, personally. Uh-huh. I didn't like the 16, 17, 18. And I think that was also a time when the other manufacturers were making leaps forward. And to me, the 16, 17, 18, I'm sorry, yeah, Cowie, it was just rigid for me. Yep. Um, Fork had a big issue with that too. That You're right. SSF air was tough to get handled, you know? So, Cowie 100% is getting the most improved award. Right. I think Honda deserves a lot of credit for their improvement on their engine, but Cowie is most improved. And I feel I feel at home again on the Cowie. Okay. I liked the Cowie a lot. I feel like maybe my best self on the Cowie today. Let's break this down real quick. So, <clears throat> engine feeling. How do you think the Cowie is? It's strong. Um, <clears throat> it's linear. I liked the white coupler okay so it the theme it seems to be with me is i'm going the more mellow way on all the bikes okay again because i think i can transition from going into a corner braking and accelerating and leaving the corner i can transition and do that all smoother and faster with a mellower power band right or, you know power delivery um <clears throat> uh the fork is a big improvement but it wasn't the best did you ever go to a heavier spring rate today or no you just stick with stock Spring rings? Yeah. They were changing spring rings? You could. Oh. It was an option. Really? But if you were happy with that. No. What I did on the, what I did was I, uh, threw some compression at it. I stiffened the fork. Okay. Um, I went a little bit less 
sag than more people, I think. I liked 103. Okay. Two in on compression. That was the sweet spot for me. Um, <clears throat> hydraulic clutch is cool. Do you the, prefer that clutch over the KTM and Husqvarna? The Nissan? Do you notice a big difference between the three? I don't notice a huge difference. I think there's a little bit of play in the Cowie, which I like. Um, you know, t to me... This is my feeling on hydraulic clutch. It's not a selling feature to me. Yeah. I'm fine with a cable. So am I. Right. Because I like what I can do, how I can manipulate a cable release. Yep. I like to run a lot of play in my clutch, so the clutch releases earlier, closer to the grip. Uh -huh. um, you can't mess with that on a, on a hydraulic clutch. It is nice, obviously, that you know your adjustment is always correct on hydraulic, but again, I'm not a clutch abuser, so I, I know that I'm not going to wear out the clutch. So that could be good for a person you know, like that. But then also, another thing is, is hydraulic is can be damaged in a crash and you could not More you can expensive. lose a clutch yeah expensive too yeah I mean I, I DNF to motor Loretta's because I damaged my hydraulic clutch okay. and if there's a cable for the most part cable I think is more durable than hydraulic right um, electric start to me though is a feature a selling feature Suzuki needs to have one yep absolutely we're, that's that's where we're at they yep. just have to have one so um, going back to Kawasaki chassis feeling let's Let's talk about how neutral, for me, at least it's more neutral for me. I'm a front end steering guy. You're a rear end steering guy. Mm -hmm. Do you still feel like it's a rear steering bike for you? It just works for me. Like, it doesn't turn too fast. I feel really strong in the middle of the corner. If I can make the corner, the lean is good. I can go through the corner, and if I want to accelerate and hop out and get to the, you know, to the inside edge of the corner, I can do that. Um, if I want to drift out wide, I, can, I feel comfortable where I sit and where I turn on a on the cow it just feels very comfortable to me um <clears throat> you know it, it, chassis balance for straight line i thought it was good yeah i thought it was good less pitch you know pitching was a big big one for me on the honda and yeah. i don't get it nearly as much on the cow yeah so i went to a heavier spring on the cow just before all this happened right and i went to a 50 51 fork spring helped pitching for me okay. i went to that white coupler i think which was my map that you tried um which was the white coupler, but also a different map. So I'm going the same, Similar. same way you yeah. went. It I sounds like you went further. Yeah, I went a little bit. I just didn't like as much. I had a lot of pitching coming into corners, so I wanted to sell the chassis down a little bit when I'm entering corners, and that helped a lot. So, But for me, man, the, the, the Kawasaki engine's fun. It it's is. It's free. It's peppy. It feels light. Yep. Of all the Japanese bikes, that thing is light, right? It feels really good. Like, whatever they did to the engine, the power delivery is fun to ride. You get a lot of traction. I yep. feel very connected. I feel like I can accelerate on the edge of the tire in a slippery section, and I know I'm going to get traction. It's I can trust it. Right. I can really push myself on the Cowie. Um, and, yeah, like, so I added compression to it, and you went a stiffer s s spring rate, it sounds like. Um, that would probably be a way that I would want to go, too, right. because I do get a little bit more movement on the fork on the Cowie than I did on the bike I'm going to rank the number one. Okay, here we are, the winner. Blue Crew Live. Okay, <laughs> where was this thing last year for you? Third. Third? Third last so year. So we're jumping up. Yep, yep. And here's why we're jumping up, people. Spacers, wheel spacers, fork lugs, a different valving in the fork and the shock, little things. Dude, so honestly, that, that made a huge difference for me. Why I... The, the, the Yamaha... You, let me just say something. You hated it. You hated Yamahas. In 2017, I hated the Yamahas. You hated it. I'll say it again. I yeah. hated the Yamaha in 2017. It right. didn't work for me. Right. It was loud. It was big. It, I hated it. Right. 
and then in 18 they made huge improvements I think I ranked it most improved in 18 and now I, 19 is the winner for you 19 it's a winner okay. which is cool man and, and, and again I'm trying not to be biased I'm giving you my straight and it's such a good bike man so I loved it let's break it down why do you like this bike so much I didn't touch the suspension today wow. the fork is the best fork of the group yep. it feels plush it doesn't get too low in the stroke it doesn't stay too high I can go through middle of the corner on slick I can go right through the center of the like I was I felt like uh, I was younger and more balanced today hitting ruts in that thing I go right through the dead center of the rut very precise it, feeling now let's let's talk about this this has a this Yamaha <clears throat> itself has a bad reputation about cornering how did it corner it corners good for me right. like it corners very good the one thing that still is the one problem with the Yamaha to me is in the corner when my legs are on the shrouds, I feel them out a little bit, but you can get past that. They did something different to the cockpit. I think it's a firmer seat. Firmer seat. I don't feel like I'm sitting in the pocket as much, right. and I feel like the handlebars aren't as high. That was a huge improvement for me to get rid of that cockpit feeling that I didn't like about the Yamaha, right. so that was a big positive change. And just for, for <clears throat> transparency here, we did put the five the old school bar mounts on so we're down five millimeters from normal 2019 bar mount so everyone kind of does that so if you do have a an 18 or a 19 yz 450 go buy the 2017 bar mount which is a five millimeter lower bar mount and it works much better especially with the firmer foam so yeah so that makes sense because initial impression when i sat on it i was like man I feel like i'm not reaching up to get to the handlebars anymore i feel like my ass is not sitting on Squishy. top of the head yeah right you know it felt like i was sitting more on top of the bike and that's what i like maybe I, I don't know that's what i like that was a big improvement for me engine feeling for you god it's good yeah it's like a tractor yeah i again i don't like to touch the clutch i like to go into the corner and turn the throttle and go and dude it's so strong so good um we messed with the map today mm -hmm. i don't know what they did to it i simply came in and said hey i want a, a little bit less explosion from no throttle to as I as I power. Okay. Um, because again, I think I can go through the tighter stuff smoother if I have less excitement a little bit right. initially. And right. whatever they did, they hit the nail on the head. And I I loved that bike. So they probably I don't know for sure. I didn't ask Travis about this, but <clears throat> so the TP has two versions of his map 2.0 and the original version. Original version is what I had in my bikes. Smoother roll on down low makes it really easy to corner and then broadens everything up from mid to top. That's what I like. I mean, I like a tractor, linear type engine that I yep. can roll on and it gets traction. I was, I rode the Yamaha early in the day and I really messed with it later in the day when the track was starting to go away and I had to start hopping out of ruts and turning across harder stuff. And initially, when I was going to do that and I'd try to accelerate and get going, the rear would push a little bit, it would spin up a little bit, and then whatever they changed, I was getting traction. Traction. Yeah. Traction. That's the box that I've been talking to you guys about out there that are listening to this. So, the box is so wide with this thing. You, when the track goes to shit, this bike is gets better. And some other the bikes in the shootout don't do that. So, and that's what I like. I like to stay out and ride rough tracks. You know, second motos. You guys out there listening, tracks get jacked up. The Yamaha gets better. It's planted. It's stable. It I, corners okay for me. So, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I rode it early in the day when the track was much different than it was later in the day. And I felt really good on both times. Yeah. So if you're out going to go buy a bike this weekend. What are you getting? So that's where I did some research before I got here on that because I wanted to give people more options because um, kind of what I thought was going to happen happened today. Like my top four are super close. Right. For me, if you ride like me, it's one of those four of the options. So then I would look and obviously 
maybe you get a better deal at a KTM dealer or a Husky dealer. Or I do think uh, quality is very strong on a Yamaha. Yep. Um, if you're racing, check out Cowie's contingency program. I checked it out. They already posted 2019. I think if you're a privateer, you're going to want to ride a Cowie. If you're someone like me, you're going to want to ride a Cowie. They pay you on a credit card, cash, and they pay a lot of races, and they pay better than anyone else. Okay. That's a that's a decision for yep, me, you know. Absolutely. I mean, especially if you're racing, you can make money back, and that's I think one of the shortcomings of KTM and Husky is you can't earn cash. Right. You can only earn money to buy parts. Right. Blue um, Crew has a card as well. Yep. Um, cash. But I know I did a research on this for Pulp MX. Man, Cowie was really good on contingency. Cowie's strong. Especially, yeah. I, I advise if any of privateers are listening to it, go and look Cowie contingency. You make more money in an outdoor by not doing as good. You make more money as super. You just a night show. They pay a night show to Supercross yeah, exactly. on Cowie, right. which no one else is doing that. Right. So if I'm going out and buying a bike, um, <clears throat> for me, for what I do, I hit a couple races here and there. Um, I'm, I'm buying a Cowie. Right. But the Yamaha was my number good. one today. Yeah. Well, there you go. Paul Parabinos is Blue Crew today. <laughs> Steve Mathis would be proud. I mean, I, I'm not proud. I'm just like, I, I've been on this bandwagon for a couple years. Like, I've been saying, hey, this is what this bike has been doing. And now it's starting to get a little bit better and more refined. And I think people are starting to pick up on that. So it's cool. Yeah. So very close. Again, I appreciate you coming. Thanks for having me. I, I had a great time. And uh, yeah, hopefully some people can get some information out listening to me talk. Fake science. Yeah. All right. Maybe for you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dude. All right. 2019 450 shootouts. You gotta stop moving, bro. Joe Aloff, stop moving. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, Joe Aloff, longtime Supercross racer, now fireman. He's fallen in Pingree's footsteps. <laughs> you're like, you're like a Pingree Junior. Who did? Who was there first? You or Ping? We got hired at the same time. Okay. For the same department. Oh really? Oh, uh, kind of. He was about a year ahead of me. He got hired with another department, and then they bounced him out of probation because they were a bunch of dorks and then um oh because he was riding dirt bikes or something yeah some stupid stuff and then but he started down the path like medical school and all that stuff about a year ahead of me so so now you have a normal job yep um you ride dirt bikes still you have a 2017 ktm or 18 uh 17 and a half factory edition 17 and a half ktm 450 factory dish and you are how old and how much you weigh I'm 42 years old, and I weigh about 190 pounds. Okay, 190. So, you're familiar with this track. We're at Competitive Edge. Again, East Coast people, chill down. We're going to go back east this year. So, But actually, for us that are familiar with this track, it was ripped deep, right, today? Yeah, super deep. Like, it took probably a good hour of people riding on and breaking it in to get some lines going before it was, you know, not bogging everything down. Yeah, so good engine test, good bumps, um, square edge. So ranking the the order from sixth to first, Joe Suzuki. It's kind of been the standard sixth place bike. What what does it need to get up in the rankings? What does it need? It's kind of it just it does things good. It's just not not exciting. Uh, the power is good and smooth. The suspension's you know, good, it could be a little better, um, it just doesn't, it's not, I don't know, it's hard to, hard doesn't to have any qualities that stand out, uh, it corners great, 
Okay. Like still corners like a Suzuki, and it's I mean effortless to corner. I would think about hey maybe I want to cut down on this line, and it would already just be doing it almost. So the corner's great. Um, it just is. It seems a little heavy. It seems uh, the power's a little mellow. Um, just seems like the the handling's kind of neutral on it it's, it's not twitchy it's not um unstable but it just isn't i don't know it just doesn't do anything great what besides about, corner what about that shock you have a problem with that shock no um it, it seemed in the, initially to have a kind of a bit of a like a stiff dead feel okay um but i was able to to, to uh soften it up a little bit i think and then made some adjustments and it, it seemed to get a little more action and it was better um again it doesn't do anything bad it doesn't give you any kind of like it doesn't kick or or do anything weird it just it works okay okay it's kind of the whole bike um fifth place honda that's kind of a surprise because how this bike is re- like on the result sheets it's really far up there high or it's kind of in the fifth place range so um, first things first, what did you like about the Honda? The motor is good. Like, it's an exciting motor. It seems like it'd be fun to ride. Um, well, you did ride it, so was it fun to ride? Well, yeah. <laughs> fun to ride on, like, uh, I mean, if you were to take it out in the hills and have these little hits where you, you know, had to get that little pop. snap power yeah. and pop, yeah. um, it'd be awesome there. Uh, or even even a slower, tighter track, and I think I put that down some of my notes. I think it would probably be better. Okay. Uh, this track's obviously very fast. A lot of sweeping, you know, sweepers, sweeping corners. So it just seemed a little nervous and, and twitchy for me. There's like a, I don't know, people have used the term before, like a hinge in the middle of it. It just doesn't ever seem to stick, be stuck to the ground. And, and this is a more uh, chassis feel for you. Yeah, I just and it. Some people may like that, but for me, I just I just can't get comfortable on it. Okay, but engine, no problem. You like that? Did you go? Did you play with the map on the handlebar? Uh, I went. No, I kept it in stock, and it was even with stock, it was um, not like crazy out of control. It was just you know I could botch a corner and roll it and then get straight and then just twist the throttle and, and go and still clear. You know, some pretty big doubles or triples but um so the, the motor wasn't really a problem and i don't know if i would have maybe tried like later in the day that the mellower one if it would have that maybe would have helped some of the handling i don't know but it just seemed to the motor's not not the problem you know the the brakes are good suspension was good it just seemed like the overall handling is something i just couldn't gel with okay so more chassis feeling than suspension yeah. Is fork soft for you? You said there's a lot of pitching? No, not really pitchy, just um, kind of more side-to-side movement. Um, under throttle or off throttle? Kind of under throttle. Off throttle, like braking, coming into corners. Once we, we just did a few adjustments with the suspension, and, mm-hmm. and it, I could charge into corners pretty well. It just seemed, uh, unless I had a good you know, tacky rut to stay in. It didn't want to, it just seemed a little busy. Right. Okay. Fourth place, Orange Brigade. You own one of these bikes. You ranked it fourth. Um, 
things that you feel like could improve on this machine? Um, I don't know if it's a, a chassis thing or suspension or maybe a combination of both. It just didn't feel like the bump absorption was as, as good as the ones that finished ahead of it. Right. Um, just seemed a little harsh. You know, I would get a lot of feedback hitting bumps. You know, I, I would really feel the bump. Uh-huh. Um, I was able to make a few adjustments to make that better, but it never really fully went away. Um, I still feel like it's hard. These top four are hard for me because. So everyone's been saying the same thing, Joe. Like yeah. these four, whatever they are, the four that they have in their ranking is so tight, uh-huh. and it'd be no problem to ride any one of these bikes for you. Yeah. So engine. What about engine on the KTM? I've said it. Other people said it, it's a linear feel, smooth. Do you like that feeling, or would you want some more pep out of the bottom end? Um. I think if it had a little more pep, it would make it kind of a little more exciting to ride. Um, the way it is now, I think if you were going to do go out and hammer out some motos, it's a, it's a good motor to have because 20 minutes into the moto, if you're like me, you're, you know, tired. I get a little tired. It's it's it doesn't have any like you know crazy hit that's going to get you know get away from you. So that's the thing I like about this and the Husky were kind of the same for me. I felt like I could ride them really hard. Right. Um, but uh, it just didn't have. If I think if the power had a, a little more snap, a little more pop, then maybe it'd give you a little, maybe a little better feel. So a little bit more engine would have ranked. You would have ranked it up a little bit higher. What holds it down a fourth for you? What's the reason? So just bump absorption, chassis feeling, bump absorption. Yeah, and it's it's something that me, you know maybe the older I get, whatever. Like I don't want to. I hate the feeling of hitting bumps. And then the, the bike gets unsettled, like it's nervous. Okay. You know, I want it to hit a bump. Obviously, I can see the bump. It's big. I'm, I'm going to expect something. But sometimes when it gets like that, it gets a little nervous. It, it reacts a certain way that you weren't ready for. And that's just not confidence-inspiring for me. And the older I get, and I, you know, i got to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to crash. Right. Those are the things that, you know, I kind of look for. Husky's third. Similar feeling for you? What, Sim- what similar, ranked it higher than the KTM? Why? It seemed a little more, the chassis seemed a little more calm. Okay. Like the same, you know, hitting those square edge bumps, going through a sweeper, uh, bump absorption. It just, I didn't get quite the feedback, quite the harsh feel. It just seemed a little, a little better, a little more plush, a little less reactive, um, a little more confidence inspiring. Um, and I made a few adjustments, you know, and it kind of going in the right direction. Um, and then, the, you know, so that ranked it ahead of the KTM for that, um, and then the motor was really the only thing. Obviously, they're very probably very similar uh, motor-wise. They're a little different, but I think if it had a little more pep, um, it may may help that. May as help well. that. But the, both of these bikes, I mean, I'm really comfortable on them, obviously because I own one. But um, I like you know the hydraulic clutch. The brakes are awesome. Do you notice vibration? Now, we haven't talked about much vibration since the last few riders, but going back and forth from the Japanese bikes to these two bikes, do you notice vibration feeling? I did. Okay. I did. Like the first lap, I remember I went a quarter of a lap. I'm like, ah, oh, I can actually feel vibration because, you know, but then a lap into it. Kind of gone. It's, yeah, it's an afterthought. Did one vibrate more than the other from the Husky to the KTM? I didn't really notice that, um, but I did feel... Like, I think I rode 
the Suzuki before the KTM, and then I, I really noticed, uh, you know, the uh, the vibration. And then I think I rode the Cowie before the Husky, and then I got on it in the first lap. I could feel vibration. Then, then like I said, it was an afterthought. Right. So comfort a little bit better on the Husky than the KTM. That's why Joe ranked it third. Second, Yamaha. Full transparency, you haven't really been that big on blue bikes the past few years. You're not really, you know, a fan of it, unlike me, where I have been, and we talk shit a little bit back and forth to each other because you ride an Orange Brigade bike. I've mostly, when I ride on my own, I, I I choose the Yamaha because of comfort. So it's second. So it's it's a pretty damn good bike for you this year. Yeah, I felt really good on it. Um, the issues that I had before about kind of a vague feel going into corners. Um, you know, track and straight going in, that all was was gone. Like the first couple laps, I felt like, oh, I can charge into corners, I can do this or that, and the problems I had in the past were gone. Um, I instantly felt comfortable on it. You know, it took me about a lap to get used to like the sound, mm -hmm. and and I think it's just a maybe. A, I don't think it's physically bigger. As far as like if you measured everything, yeah, measuring shroud to shroud, it's pretty yeah. close, right? But I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It just feels, it feels a bit bulky, and I can't pinpoint why. I don't know if it's the weight or what, but um, where do you feel that at? Where at on the track? Corners, straightaways, or everywhere? Mainly like tight little corners. Like there's a couple slow areas where you kind of go into a slow, a little bit off camber. And then you got to kind of cut back, and there's a jump, and then you make a right, and then another kind of off-camber right into some, like, little whoops. Yeah. All through there, it just seemed like it was a bit big and bulky. Like, I wouldn't stick to one line. Um, if I charged down into, like, say, the corner before the whoops, it had a good rut. Uh, it seemed like maybe the weight shifted me and wanted to stand me up, where other bikes I could just kind of lay it over, and it would lay right in there. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's where I notice it. Not really necessarily like landing or in the air or anything like that. All that's fine. It's just like those little switchback moments and areas where the other bikes seem more a little more nimble. What about the engine? Do you think uh, <coughs> this engine is best in class, or do you feel about the engine? Uh, it's it's very good. It it, it like put, puts power to the ground, like the Honda. I don't, I don't know dyno numbers or anything, yeah. but uh, I'd be willing to bet the Honda may have the best dyno numbers, but when you get it on the track, like I said, it seems to spin a little bit. It doesn't have, like, um, like forward traction, but yeah. the, the Yamaha's tracking, even when it was crappy and dry and silty, it's tracking straight through there, and you, and you can feel yourself going forward. Wow. Um, like we said, cornering, you said it's better than 19. I mean, it's better in 19 than than the previous version and you rode this shootout last year uh -huh. so do you feel that you do feel a difference with just the small changes that they made I do before you kind of had to set up for me I had to set up for the corner and then you know carry just a, a smooth throttle all the way the corner because it had maybe a little more like I, coming in it would be a little vague the front end would kind of wouldn't feel like it would stick where I wanted it to and then getting into the corner uh, have a little like front to back wiggle yeah if you got on the gas, it would squat and you'd wheelie. You know, if you went in a little too hard, got on the brakes, the front end would dive. Um, and I didn't notice any of that this year. So, 
Kawasaki winning your shootout. You've you've been uh, you've had Kawasaki's in the past. Mm-hmm. You like them. Um, obviously, 2019 much different Kawasaki. So, what makes this bike the best bike today? I uh, yeah, typically I've always kind of like Kawasaki. I think I had it fourth last year. Um, this year, I absolutely felt like I could ride the wheels off of the thing, and I could I could charge into things. Like I mean, I felt super fast on it super comfortable right away super fast I made a few changes to the suspension to get it to to uh, you know absorb some of the bumps coming into corners a little better and once I did that I found myself going oh I can actually go into this corner a lot harder right and like like I said with the KTM and the Husky I could really feel bumps yeah once I made the changes with the Cowie I couldn't feel like the bumps it was almost like it was hopping over them or something I don't know and then I could just you know corner really well I felt like I could stand up around the corner yeah okay. like I could stand late into corners which kind of helped me I, st- I stood probably more on that bike than any other bike um, coming you know square edge chop coming out of corners it was tracking putting power to the ground engine feeling is peppy enough for you off low end and, and snappy enough where the bike feels light yeah engine was good I tried to I started with the stock coupler and I think I went to the leaner one the white one okay yeah um, that helped you yep like that one better I didn't think I would because the track was getting dry uh-huh. but it just gave a little more down low and then it still pulled mid and top you know fairly well so I was able to kind of use that down low snap to because the berm started to get blown out I could kind of cut down and then you know hit the, the good part of the berm in the end of it still you know with that snap a little better so what about you said you stood up in the corner longer what about just overall cornering ability are you more of a rear end guy front end feeling guy for corners or what are you I don't think I think I'm probably neutral I don't think I rear end steer and I'm not one to you know, steer all with the front. So I think I'm kind of neutral, and, and this bike seemed to kind of work for me. I, I could stand up, sit, get in the rut, and it would stay planted in the rut. Um, if I wanted to cut out of a rut, you know, because it started to get blown out, cut out of it early, even on some of the off-cambers. Um, so it just felt really, you could do all that. Bump absorption, you like the frame feeling on coming to the chop, decel, square edge. Yeah, initially, I kind of I, I was still feeling the bumps a little more than I wanted to, so we, we made uh, an adjustment to the forks, and it was better. And then I think we did another adjustment to the shock, and then we went, um, I think we went in on the high speed because I think it was staying down the stroke a little bit. And once I did that, it like I got the balance right, and it was really really good. Like I, I don't think I felt that fast in a long time. So, we're going to go buy a bike this weekend, Joe. You and I. What are you going to buy out of all these six right here? So, you know what was best today, but you, you're going to put your hard-earned money, your fireman money, on the line here. Where, where are you going? I have no idea. That's how close it is. That's how close. That's how, he has a dumbfounded look on his yeah, face. If you could see I, his face right now, holy shit. Just like he saw a ghost. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. So it, you would be no problem. I would have no problem. I rank the Suzuki six, but I would have no problem going and buying it. Okay. 
Yeah, because I mean, it's you probably going to be $4,000 cheaper. Well, yeah, and that's a factor. Yeah. Um, but you could make it work. You could do little adjustments here and there. Any of these bikes you could spend a week on. And But let's say we're not going to spend a week. Let's say you got to get this sucker Saturday and we're racing Sunday. Which one you get? Well, I felt the fastest on the Cowie. So then you're going Cowie for the race I, on Sunday. If I got to race Sunday, I'll go get... If I can get that, make sure I got that same feeling I had today, then I would get the Cowie. All right. So there you have it. Joe Aloff, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Husky. It's obviously Husqvarna. You put Husky, they don't like that, by the way. Oh, they don't? No, they don't. I get emails about that, so That's please like stop putting Husky. Um, KTM 4th, 5th, Honda, Suzuki 6th. And I think it's Husqvarna. There's no, There's no A, A after right. the key. Husqvarna. Husqvarna. It's hard to do. It's Swedish. It's hard to say Husqvarna. It's not Husqvarna. Huska. Huska. Alright, thanks Joe. Alright, thank you. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S- C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So... Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to Skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more, but very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. 
on the Pulp MX show. Lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good, that lasted a long time and didn't break down, and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to because heck I'm going to tell you something straight up was testing this stuff a couple months did a lot of temperature readings engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040 and you want to even know something that's crazier it's a hundred percent fully synthetic oil you guys know me Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order, please order, and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes. That's right, handwriting for you young bucks out there. Handwritten resumes and mailed them out, licked the stamps, sent them off their way onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day... Guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we saved him so much money. (laughs) Nonetheless... Those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young, and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool, and thank you, Little D. And you guys know I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay, They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's They're stoked when they hear guys say, Hey man, I love your product. Trust me. I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today 
as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So, as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF. Great products. Head over to fmfracing.com. Get yourself set up. Go look and see what they offer because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll answer them for you. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 60 helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 60 Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 60 Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you been to ruddedracing.com yet? If the answer is no, go there right now. Ruddedracing.com. They have shirts, hats, hoodies, cute stuff for your chick, for your lady, for your wife. Man, it's cute. I put Heather in some of this stuff before bedtime, and, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But nonetheless, go check them out, ruddedracing.com. They have a bunch of cool stuff. And not only do they have cool streetwear, but Clint is designing some gear. That's right. If you're a taller dude, 6'2", maybe over, he's going to have the set of gear that you want to be in. Longer arms, a little longer length. Materials are going to be awesome. I saw... Some of this gear, and man, it's going to kind of change the game for you taller dudes out there. So it's not out yet, so pump the brakes. But before we get all hyped up on this stuff, go to ruddedracing.com, buy some stuff. They support us. They support the Bear, Tyler Bowers, and Henry Miller. So hey, go check them out, won't you? Ruddedracing.com. Screen printing done.com. They put sirens in commercials. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I wish I had that shirt. Would cover my boy boobs nicely. Screenprintingdone.com. We make kick-ass t-shirts. Made with bits of real panther. We get it done. So you know it's good. Screenprintingdone.com. Screenprintingdone.com. Hey, welcome to Average Joe's Gymnasium. Um, here where we take Average Joe's and we uh, throw them on dirt bikes and uh, they give us feedback. So that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> we have 
dude, I don't even say your name. I almost didn't say it how I say it. Matthew Servog. I don't like it. It's too harsh on my mouth. I don't like Servog. I like Varg. That more that rolls off my mouth better. So, for those of you listening, this guy's name's Vaj. So, backstory: If you guys listened to last year's shootout, for those of you that didn't, and you're new listeners, Matt is an electrician. He buys a bike every one to two years. He is a middle class human being. Um, pretty good. Um, he's a pretty good all around rider. He rides. He rides consistently. Tries to ride once or twice a week. But he loves dirt bikes. As much as I love dirt bikes, he loves it more. And he makes me hate dirt bikes at times because that's all he wants to talk about. So I really get burned out at times. And he still wants to charge life with dirt bikes, which makes it hard sometimes to talk dirt bikes with this guy right here. But nonetheless, you are here for year two. Year two. I am uh, popped my cherry last year and I'm back again. We had two cherry poppers this year. Oh, nice. Two versions. So Tickle and Chase really? were virgins. So, uh, anyway, so you purchased a Honda Sierra 450R this year, 2019 version. I did. He rides red, people, so just full transparency. So, um, again, you're the type of guy that loves dirt bikes, right? Oh, yes. Love dirt bikes. Like, all day, every day. All day, every day. So, when when you you go to work, you think about dirt bikes, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So this I think is, about making that money so I can buy dirt bike Yes, things. he is working. He's actually going to work after this to go work overtime because he skipped out on work today to help me and do this. So you're making up for it tonight. Yes, I am. It's worth every bit. See, I would be the opposite of that. I'd be like, hell no. If you were me, I'd be like, sorry, bro. I am not coming to your shootout. I am going to go to work. Oh, no. I'd rather <laughs> say, sorry, work. I'm not going in Okay. because I'm going to shootouts. Okay. So we're going to rank this from six to first, people. Uh, first things first, age, weight, riding ability. 34 years old. Okay. Of course, a Husky 210. Uh, we've gained some weight since last year, haven't we? No, we were 210 last year, Oh, too. we were? Yeah, same weight. I feel like you're lying. I'm trying to stay consistent. I feel like you're a little bit more this year. Monster pastries. <laughs> okay. So, and what? B, uh, C rider, novice? Novice. Novice motocross rider. He rides big six in the expert class, if that tells you something. That means something's wrong because I don't know how that works out. You can be an expert in one class and then novice another. I do not know how that works. More mediocre. Okay. So, but he has been improving. He's working on technique. And it's just like you guys out there listening that it likes to go riding and wants to learn how to, you know, to get better. And that's that's what we try to do here with him. I constantly yell at him um, to try to, I guess maybe, I'm more of a mini dad to him than I am to my son. So if that tells you anything. Who, who listens better, me or your son? Aiden listens better than you do. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sixth place, who do you got? Uh, old Yeller, RMZ 450. Okay. So that's been the common place for this bike lately here today. Um, is sixth place that bad? Is this that bad of a bike? It's really not. And in my notes, I put it's more of like a, the working class bike. Okay. I feel like... It is underpriced compared to a lot of the other bikes, so it's not a bad bike. I don't know why more people who are working nine to five and don't have all the money in the world aren't buying this bike because okay. it's not horrible by any means. Right. So, what do you like about the Suzuki? What makes you think like, hey, I, I could actually own one of these things? First of all, it looks badass. Yeah, it does look good. It's a good looking bike. Yep. And the engine, the engine's not bad. Okay. I believe that the engine is one of the stronger points of this bike. It pulls hard down low, mm-hmm. and 
the meat of the power right in the mid is very good. Okay. And it's got a little bit of over rev. Like, I never once thought I didn't have enough power with this bike. So you can clear everything here with no problem like you normally do? Yeah, no problem. Um, chassis feeling to you? Nah, chassis was... How many times did you go back on this bike today? I went twice. Okay, so rough later in the day, how, do, how does it react? To me, I don't know if it was the suspension, but I did have a rough time over the chop coming over this huge landing over here and you're on the brakes hard through some braking bumps. Okay. The bike, it was bucking all over the place and I had a hard time getting it slowed down and, and making the inside. Okay. Um, suspension feeling fork? <laughs> the fork wasn't bad at all. I felt like it was... It was kind of stiff all the way through the stroke. Uh -huh. It didn't really ramp up or anything. So you did get some, uh, the square edge bumps. It was harsh in the beginning part of the stroke. Okay. But mid to bottoming resistance was awesome. Like I didn't blow through on some of my landings or anything like that. But the rear shock, I just, I, I couldn't get along with it. It was, it was bucking everywhere. I feel like it didn't work. When you work. say bucking, what does that mean for the people out there listening? They, they might it would not. hit the bumps and it actually hit you in the ass. Okay. Hit you in so the it ass or back and forth. And hit you. Yeah. And I felt like it didn't work with the front fork. Okay. So unbalanced feeling. Yes. Um, one thing that you love about this bike besides engine. What it looks. That, the that, looks. See that big looks. pause, people? <laughs> it's a tough, tough job here, man. You put them on yeah. the spot. They don't yeah. know where to go with I that. I would say the looks of it. So, basically, engine is the best point for you on this bike. Yes. So, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Yes. You bought a 19 Honda 450. Yes, I did. Why didn't you buy a Suzuki? If, you say, if you're telling these people out there, hey, it's a working man's bike. You're a working man. It's yeah. 5G. True. For an 18 bike. Why wouldn't you want a Suzuki then? Because I know a guy that knows a guy that gets me some Honda parts. Okay. So, there you go. So, basically, what we've been saying in this podcast is... Go with the dealership that gives you the best deal. If you guys are strapped for cash and you still want to ride a dirt bike and have fun, there's nothing wrong with the Suzuki RMZ450. Just because someone has to get sixth doesn't make it a piece of shit. Okay, people? It's really hard for me to, to reiterate this in podcasts. I'm sure if you guys come up and talk to me at the track, it's the same thing. Like, this bike, yeah, is it my first pick? Absolutely not. It's not. I want to ride at a high level. I want to try to go fast. And if I was on the Suzuki, it's very tough to do that for me. It doesn't really feel consistent. And for me to go fast, I need a consistent feeling motorcycle. So maybe not as much for you because as riders that are C-level and B-level, they're not consistent riders, period. You're not um, structured in your technique. You case stuff just like you said. Hey, I come up short. Some shit happens sometimes. More often than not, right? Yep. You actually crashed today, and it was on the Suzuki. It was on the Suzuki. The only reason why I know this, people, because I come around, there's a yellow bike on the ground, homeboy's over there laying around. I'm like, oh, shit. So there's Vaj over there <laughs> yep. crashing the Suzuki. Picking the bike up. Yeah. So fifth place, who do you got, dude? Fifth place. A little shocker here. KTM 450. Okay. So there you go. We've been talking shit about Vital, about fifth place bikes, and look what he does. He comes in hot with a Vital... Vital pick here. Yes, vital pick. So next year, look for uh, Vaj and Michael Lindsay shootout, people, because uh, we picked <laughs> fucking fifth on the KTM. Michael Lindsay, will you take me on next year? Yeah. So give me two points. Two points good, two points bad on the KTM. Good? The engine. Okay, engine. What, what do you like about the engine? It's got good power all the way through, and it may not seem fast, but it's putting that 
power to the ground. Okay. Every time, even when it was dry, it's putting it to the ground. So connected feel. Yes. Rear wheel. Yes, you don't feel like the things like searching for traction coming out of corners okay. whatsoever. All right. Uh, second favorite thing about this bike? Probably hydraulic clutch. So you like that feeling? I do. I like that feeling. Out of all the clutches, hydraulic clutches in this group, mm -hmm. we got a Nissan, we got a Brembo, we've got a Magura. Mm -hmm. What do you like? Which hydraulic clutch you like the best? I like the uh, Cowie. Okay, so the Nissan clutch is the yes. best one for you. I liked it. The best. But you do overall feeling you like a hydraulic feel. Yes, it, they have a light pull to them, which for someone who from time to time gets forearm pump, yep. it helps out to where I'm not scared to cover the clutch all the time. And unlike a Honda, oh, which has yeah. a hard pull, yes, very so hard. much easier to do. Yes. Um, two things you dislike about the Brigade. All the feedback you get through the bars. Okay, so vibration. Yes. So you notice vibration going from the Japanese models to this bike? Yes, and even even just the basic motor vibration uh -huh. to anything choppy and square edgy, it really comes up through the bars more than all the other bikes. Necking. Necking, that's it's, the reason. It's, it's not a, the reason, but that's some of it. Um, only reason why I know this is because I switch bars and it helps putting another bar on. Um, second reason why you do not like this bike, and it's down on fifth place by the left that was that how short it feels short it feels short when the whole rider triangle when you're standing up on the pegs mm -hmm. the bars feel like they're way in towards you you know, like it feels like it's short it feels like a, a compact compared to most of the other bikes how does it corner actually the corners really good does it feel light it does feel light so engine feeling that a lot of other people have been complaining complain about not in our shootout but other shootouts where it doesn't have a lot of bottom end, doesn't make it feel heavy to you. Not not for me. This is one of my better cornering bikes, I felt like, in some of these rutted corners we had today. Um, AER fork life? How's that? Not bad, Okay. but a lot of the chop, it was definitely harsh. So you're just getting more feedback through this chassis than other machines? Yeah, pretty much on everything, and I feel that, you know, with my bad wrists. Okay. So that stuff, it really starts to, to get to me, and I feel it, and I notice it more on this bike than, than other bikes. Something we haven't talked about, and with other guys, transmission spacing. Spacing. What do you think about second gear pull on this machine? I didn't I didn't notice anything with it, like anything different. You know, so, I use the same gears as I would on all the other bikes coming through. Are you normally in second gear in corners? Second? Yeah, then I shift to third since I come out. So second gear for me, guys... And again, I'm not in the shootout result, but I'm just going to give you some feedback. KTM pulls far second gear. I can use second gear so much farther than any other bike in the shootout because um, it revs so far. Um, I can come out of a corner in second gear and let it eat and let it rev before I have to shift to third. Hard for me to use third gear in corners on the KTM. Very difficult. I don't think it has enough motor to pull a third gear. Um, of course, on my bike, I have ignition and fuel and muffler, and it does pull third gear, so there is things you can do to help that. But don't be afraid. If you're a KTM owner, use second gear. Don't try to lug it. Um, it doesn't like it. It's more like a 350-ish where let it rev out, and that's where Tickle thought. He, he's all, man, I carry momentum in corners, right? And this is where this bike is good. I can carry momentum. It pulls it. I can let it eat, let it let second gear pull longer down the straightaway. So... Maybe for guys like you, sea riders, they don't notice it that much and you're in second gear anyway, so... Yeah, I don't carry as much corner speed as I should. Right. So, I didn't notice it. Uh, for you're me... You're more of a point-and-shoot guy anyway. <laughs> you're more of a, as I watch you ride, you're more of a, hey, I'm coming in a corner square, out. 
Yeah. It's hard for you to carry momentum around. And today I felt like I was doing a better job of that. And with this bike, I felt like it was real easy for me to roll from the beginning, mid to exit of the corner. Like I can really follow the rut all the way around and get on the gas. Okay. It wasn't so point and shoot with some of these bikes as on my Honda. Okay. So fourth place, <clears throat> YZ450F for you. Um, right next to it says feels a little big, long. So you're very picky. KTM feels short, this feels long. Yeah, it does feel a little long. Wow. Okay, so give us the reason. What do you like about the Yami, this new Yami? The okay. suspension. Okay. Every time the suspension, it just, it's so good and plush, and I can screw stuff up and not feel like I'm screwing anything up. Okay. The suspension just saves you so often. Um, straight line stability? It was very good. And cornering ability on this bike? That's where it's kind of down a little bit for me. Okay. I had a hard time leaning it over on the entrance of a, almost every corner. It wasn't bad, yeah. but just throwing it in there, it was. I was a little timid, and I'd kind of feel the weight of the bike, but mid to exit, I really didn't have a problem. Did you mess with suspension much today? Yes, we had, we kept going stiffer. Okay, so 210, a little stiffer. Yeah, we went up two clicks, and then last time we went out, we went up on three clicks, and then uh, we played with mapping, did the stock map, and I felt like it didn't have enough down low for me. Mm -hmm course lack of cornering ability i like to have that grunt coming out to make some of these jumps mm -hmm. and i didn't think it had that so we ended up going with the tp map which one did, did you tell i you? asked I, I just asked him to hey can i get some a map that has some more down low mm -hmm. and he threw a map in it and i asked him which one it was and he just said tp map. so probably 2.0 uh original og version is more of a smoother roll-on versus broader mid to top 2.0 is not really the opposite, but does have more pull, low end feeling, and less up top, but good bottom mid feeling. So that's yes. probably which way they went for you. So what do you think about the engine? You like the engine? I like the engine. The engine's pretty good. Okay. Like it pulls hard and it, it's exciting, but it never has like a burst anywhere. I feel like it pulls consistent from the bottom all the way to an awesome overhead. Tractor. Yes. Just it just keeps eating. D cell. I didn't. I didn't notice any really D cell on it. Heavy feeling D cell. No. Engine braking? I didn't feel much engine braking when I was riding it. Okay. Out of all the... I'm going to put you on the spot again. Yeah. This is what I do to you. Out of all the bikes, who has the most engine braking feeling? This is a test right now. I'd probably say the Suzuki. Suzuki? Yeah. Okay. Just because of lethargic feeling? Yeah, I just... Because you, you just said that like, you liked that engine, right? I did like the engine, and okay. I felt like, because it did have a lack of braking, yep. that the engine, I could use it to do the braking for me. Okay more than the other bikes where I felt like they kind of rolled through, which is... So you don't mind a little engine braking in your style? No. No, especially when you start getting a little arm pump, you can tend to lay off the brake a little bit and let the engine do the work You're a front-end steering guy? Yes. You are? I would like to think so. So, but I mean, when you're out there, you steer more with your front end or you back it in? No, I front end. Okay. So, Yamaha's fourth, but you do like the engine, you love the suspension, you just feel it's big and doesn't corner well enough for you. Yeah, for someone who's lacking that ability, mm -hmm. you know, I tend to, the bikes I had above this, I felt like made it easier for me to corner, and that's kind of why they're in, in front. Third is the, the bike you bought, you purchased. The bike so, I bought. So here we go, folks. Let me just break this down for you. This dude, Vaj, bought a Honda 2019 version, which we're talking about right now. It's in third. It's in third. But you're happy with your purchase. Love it. Okay, but that's how close these bikes are. There's other two in front of it that are better today. Mm -hmm. But you ranked the Honda third. Um, 
Why is it third? Why isn't it first? It, it was really tough with the top three. Okay. It was kind of like any one of them could be in front of the other. Maybe on another track they will be. Who knows? But for me, it was half more the cornering ability for it. It corners very quick. Uh-huh. So I found myself kind of maybe tucking the front end every now and then. And I had not the hardest time, but over the two I had in front of it is going through the whole corner, like, cohesively. Start to finish, you know, like, oh, I can get the beginning. Or I can get the end. Mm-hmm. Me putting the whole thing together was, wasn't tough, but it wasn't happening as often with the Honda. Um, chassis feeling? I thought it felt great. A lot of people say they have a rigid feel. I don't feel that. It feels very compliant over scratch bumps, braking bumps, acceleration bumps. Uh-huh. I don't really feel all that feedback to me, like where it's like rigid feeling. Like even with my 18, I took all the bolts out. I didn't notice a difference. Okay. What about engine? I to me, it's one of the better engines of the class. Okay. It's super exciting. Down low, I like. I guess I like a motor down low that's got that power to get me out of a corner uh-huh. when I screw it up. Okay. And the Honda's the best at that. And actually, I, I tried map three. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't keep it on map three. It's way too aggressive for me. Okay. So where would you keep it at normally? Map one, just stock map. Okay. It's got Did you try map two at all? I did, uh-huh. and it wasn't enough for me. Okay. I like having map one, had good torque down low, but it had that over rev that went out a little bit farther in case I needed to hold the gear a little bit. Um, suspension soft? No, I didn't think it was soft. 210? 210. And I didn't have an issue with it. We started with the stock clickers. And, of course, I was comfortable on it right away because that's already what I'm riding. Mm-hmm. We did go up two clicks on the compression on the front fork. Just to stiffen up, let it hold up a little bit more entering corners. But, like, even with my bike, I don't even don't even know if I'd really respring it. So it got third, which is good. So the only reason why it got third and not first is because cornering, um, basically, just knifing. Yeah, and it still corners very well, but when I compared it to the two in front of it, I almost felt like a hero with one and two compared to the Honda. So second place, KX450. Um, you've ridden this bike a little bit through my test bike that I've had, and uh, it, it's a it's a great bike. It's 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 been first and second pretty much all day, and this track, you know, ripped deep today. Got some bumps today. Usually. It, doesn't get this long of ruts, so we had some good conditions to test in. So, um, what do you like about the new Cowie? I love the way it corners. Okay. I was able to corner this bike very well. I felt like it was very easy for me to lay it in and just follow through the whole corner. Flat corner, a berm, a rut. Like, I was going through it going, wow, that was, it was easy. Right. And that was probably the one things I enjoyed the most was like, I felt like, wow, I can actually corner a bike today. Which is what you lack in the most. Uh, yes, I do lack the most in. Um, engine feeling on the Cowie? I felt like it needed more. Okay. Definitely down low. It needed more torque. Uh, I tried the stock map. We went to the aggressive. And then we tried what you put together with them, your map. Mm-hmm. So just to backtrack a little bit, I know I talked about this with other people, but I spent some time with Kawasaki before the shootout to dial in some coupler mapping I felt like uh, it needed some of that because I had some d-cell pop and just felt kind of rich down low and we have uh, a map that I came up with 
with the white coupler that just helped broaden everything up, crisp it up a little bit down low, and that's the one you went with. Yeah, that's what I ended the day on, which was good, especially with it hard packed. I still felt like it needed more of that Honda grunt down low for me. I felt like coming out a couple of the corners where you really got to get on it hard, I felt like I was kind of wringing its neck to get over a couple of the jumps, where with like the Honda or the Yamaha, I didn't have to like work so hard at it. Right. So that was one of the reasons it went down to second is mostly the motor. I felt like it definitely needs more torque down low. Frame on this thing. Very compliant. Like probably one of the smoothest frames of them all. I rode it. It was the last bike that I rode of the day. Track was the roughest it's been all day. And it was the most comfortable. It didn't chop side to side. I felt like it absorbed a lot of the chop and a lot of the roughness of the track very well. Um would Cowie be something that you would be interested in purchasing? Yes, it would. So, hmm. I remember someone telling you a while back that I, I was watching him ride, and I'm like, and I see him ride a lot, guys. Like, I know what he rides like. Um, and I watched him on the cow, and I sat back, and I'm like, dude, like, don't look bad on that thing. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Like, ah, Honda. I'm like, all right. Just letting you know that you think, I think you cornered the Cowie pretty good. And here we are today. Here we, here we are today. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I guess I'm kind of having flashbacks to last year. This bike was last on my list. Right. And now it's up toward the top. It was fighting for first. Yeah. It's been and like that for this year for a lot of people. The bike's good. Yeah. So before we get to your winner, I have some uh, Lit Pro lap times on you. Yes. So fastest lap for um, Brock Tickle? Mm -hmm. 152. Fastest lap for Vaj, 217. Getting almost there. So, but the point of this whole thing that I'm getting with is he picked the Husqvarna, Husqvarna, sorry, um, FC450 to win, and he was the fastest on it. He was 2.17.12. Second was Yamaha for you, 219 flat. Third was the Honda, 220. And... The, the bike you picked second, the Kawasaki, mm -hmm. you were fourth fastest on 2.22. Yep. So, lap times are important. I, I like it. I, I look at lap times a lot. I'm a big lap time guy when I go riding. But it's not everything when it comes to feeling what you're comfortable on on the bike. Yeah, comfort means a lot with a lot of bikes. Because I, I feel like with more time, if you're comfortable on a bike, you're eventually you're going to go faster. Right. So, Husqvarna, that's your winner. Which is... Now, here's, here's the thing for people listening to this right now. You said you like bottom end. Yes. Husqvarna doesn't have a lot of that. But it gets such great rear wheel traction. Okay. That was my thing with that. It, I felt like it was lacking some motor compared to the Honda. Uh -huh. And it has such a linear feel to it. You don't feel like you're going fast. You really don't. But next thing you're over jumping some of these jumps that I felt like I didn't have enough momentum to get over. Right. And a lot of that was due to, it was actually what power it had, it was putting it to the ground. Even when it was dry, I felt like it was getting traction and pulling me up the faces of these jumps. So you have the Husqvarna and the KTM really far apart. Yes. Why? It was just, it was a whole comfort aspect of it. So, so compliancy? That, and I'm not getting all that feedback through the front end of the Husky like I was the KTM. Okay. Uh, where it felt, a, not a lot, but felt a little more plush the husky okay it was more plush i liked the motor better i almost felt like it had a little more power i mean others might say that's the other way around uh -huh. 
but I felt like I was over jumping more stuff, especially out of corners on the Husky than the KTM. That could have been because my cornering was a little better. I'm not sure. Right. But I just, I felt more comfortable on it. It didn't feel as short. You know, I don't know if their bar positioning was a little different. It didn't feel as short. Bar, bar height, bar, um, the width of the only thing that on between the KTM and the Husqvarna is the only thing that shares. Yeah. They're both 811. Um, I, I cut both of those down. But just flex character of a pro taper versus the stock neck and bar it's, it's day and night yeah so i don't know if that's what you're feeling but um let's break down the fork a little bit do you mm -hmm. think the forks are different between the two i i don't i asked both of them i made the same clicker changes on both and then ended up back on both bikes with stock okay last year i had to keep going up so i asked if they'd done anything internal they said there's valving differences, but they didn't let me know if it was stiffer or softer. But I didn't change air. I didn't do clickers or anything on on the Husky. Okay. And I just felt comfortable right off the bat. Didn't blow through. It is harsh on, and that's probably the whole air fork, on light chop. It really, you get a little bit of that feedback to you. Right. Where you don't with the spring fork. Right. But after that, like the mid bottoming resistance, like it was all good. It didn't blow through on any of my over jumps and anything like that cornering ability is good on this bike you mentioned I felt it was really good okay and do you, do, what was better the KX or the Husqvarna it was that's hard they what about were, weight feeling in the corner let's, let's now, go there I would say the Cowie felt a little lighter to me okay it felt a little lighter to me in corners but the Husky still felt light also uh huh but the reason I put the Husky ahead of the Cowie was engine feel it felt like it had more power or got more power to the ground than the Cowie. Okay, so there you have it. Husqvarna first, Cowie second, Red Red third, Blue Crew fourth, Orange Brigade is in fifth, vital. Sixth place, uh, RM Army. Baj, good job. Thank you, sir. And uh, there you, so before we get out of here, would you go buy a Husqvarna? Mm -hmm. Next year, let's say 2020. Well, let's say this, 2019, fact, Rockstar a dish comes out. Are we in? I, I might be. Are we in? <laughs> I might be. Are we in. back with Rockstar hats and shit? Are oh, we going there? Are we, we putting we a might. star on your bike on your on we your are, arm right we, here? We might have to. I got a spot for it. So this guy has FMF. Let me see your arm. God damn. <laughs> FMF. We, we go. FMF tattoo. We got an Alpine Star tattoo. What else am I missing? We got his number. We got his name on his. He's not a bro, guys. Like if you saw him walking somewhere you would look at that dude's bro but he's not really a bro like he's just normal dude but he's so pumped on life and like <laughs> charge life charging dirt bikes he just loves so now he's got a Yoshimura exhaust courtesy of me okay I made him he's gonna get a Yoshimura tattoo people we're gonna put <laughs> Japanese symbols on your bicep okay so next year we may be going Rockstar Dish Maybe. we're putting the star on there on your elbow. <laughs> on my elbow. Yes. Rock star. Spider webs elbow. and stars, bro. Spider webs, stars, and flames. Spider walls. Spider walls. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks. Okay. Winding things down here. First day of 450 shootouts. Competitive edge. We have Lane Shaw from Texas. Where? What city? Alvin, Texas. Alvin? Alvin, Texas. Alvin. Texas. Hometown of Nolan Ryan. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good picture. Mm -hmm. Um... Lane is a privateer. He's been training with Tim Ferry. 
Um, he rode Supercross this year. No outdoors this year, right? No outdoors. No outdoors. He uh, rode Honda CRF 250. He's not really a 450 guy, but I get a lot of emails sent to me, and, and that statement is heavily in rotation in my title inbox. Not a 450 guy, but... And that but means, what about a 450, Kiefer? Can I get a 450? Will it rip my arms off? Um, I'm, I ride a 250F. It's fun, but I, I'm, I'm getting beat by my buddies. I need a little bit more power. Is a 350 good? But what about a 450? So Lane is kind of my guy to go to that space where, hey, he normally doesn't ride a 450. He's more of a 250F guy. I, I would assume like if we did lap times with him, he probably would be faster on a 250 than a 450. So um, that's why we brought him out here. And he's just a good dude. He says, ma'am. He says, sir. He likes Elvis. Elvis. What else am I missing? He looks like a model. <laughs> Straight teeth. He's like, so, for the, there is no women listening to this, but if there is, hit Lane up on Instagram. He's single. He takes DMs. Unlike me, I get no DMs, dude. I've not got one DM on a chick, ever. All dudes slide in. All dudes. Like, me, if, if I was going, other, I was out bat for their team, I'd be in, dude. Like, I could be no problem. But... I'm married. I understand this. This is not a marriage podcast, but I get no DMs from chicks, dude. I'm an ugly son of a bitch. And you're a good-looking motherfucker, dude. <laughs> so good for you, man. Awesome. All right. Off the, the good-looking topic here. So give us your weight. Of course, we know you're at Supercross. You're a good rider. But what's your weight and your height? 150 pounds, and I'm 5'7". Seven. 5'7". Five, seven. So shorter guys. So this is kind of what I had in mind today people is I had some shorter guys some lighter dudes Thursday we're going to have much heavier guys taller guys and uh, just so for you guys out there listening a little bit heavier just hold on we're going to get to you on Thursday so you guys will enjoy that so let's break it down real quick west coast you're not really used to west coast dirt you're more used to clay type deep soil Mm -hmm. bigger breaking bumps this is more square it's choppy um, lots of acceleration bumps drier, sandier, so different conditions that you're used to. Way, way different. Yeah. Um, I even train in Florida with Tim Ferry. Yep. So I'm even, I'm way on the other coast. You got good dirt to ride in. We got pretty good dirt. Yeah, man, I'm jealous. There's a lot of things I'm jealous of you about today. (laughs) Jesus. So sixth place, you have the Suzuki RMZ 450. Again, no surprise, but it doesn't mean that it's a, it's, it should be looked over by any means, right? No, not by any means. I went to Mexico this year and yep. actually raced um, for Suzuki Aquilar uh-huh. in Mexico um, on one of their mod bikes with A-kit suspension. And I was really curious to ride this bike today to see what it felt like stock. Uh-huh. Um, I just felt like the bike was in a, a class of its own. Okay. The power was, wasn't very bad. Okay. Um, you had to ride the bike overly aggressive to make it kind of get that grunt Right. That you're really needing, but it just it just felt like it wasn't competitive. Right. So basically, nothing exciting about the engine. Nothing excited me, and I felt like if I was going to be competitive on this bike, I was going to have to ride it over my head. Right. And just kind of push the limit of where it didn't really need to be pushed. I didn't really feel stable on it. Okay. Um, the front end was it wasn't harsh. It didn't blow out. It um, went down in the stroke. Okay. But when I went into a corner, I don't know if it was the braking. Uh, that I couldn't get used to, but it, I couldn't hit a corner. Okay. I just stood up. So balance of motorcycle, a little bit off for you. A little bit off. Yeah, so the complaint about this bike a lot, 
is we hear um, ass end of the bike, rear end of the bike runs high in corners a little bit. The BFRC shows shock is really good on throttle. Um, yes. So I don't know if you noticed that, but on <coughs> throttle, the rear end sticks fairly good, at least for me. Um, but off throttle, the, the shock always wants to unload. Yes. I felt, I felt very good on the gas. Okay. But when I was coming in, braking, diving into some of the corners, I just couldn't. I couldn't compete with the other bikes. So cornering is even not that great in the Suzuki, <clears> which you, normally it usually is. For me, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't get a good feel coming in. It would just ride high, and it would just push me off off the corners. I just couldn't. I couldn't dive in like I usually have been before on my Suzuki. It was just just that kind of day. What uh, one thing you do like about the bike? I like about the bike it's smooth yeah i mean if you're a beginner novice guy that's not really sure you want a 450 but you want to try one out mm -hmm. this would be a good bike okay you'd be able to ride it you'd be able to learn a lot from it but just competitive wise with me it just wasn't the bike uh husqvarna fifth place um it's been a mixed bag here today for for this bike um what ranks it down fifth place for you the vibration okay uh, I actually have a Rockstar 18 and a half edition. Yep. Um, I didn't, I never noticed the vibration on it to be that bad, but when I got on it today, within two laps, I felt like my hands were tingling. Okay. And, um, from that, and then the back end felt a lot of vibration too. Okay. With the carbon fiber subframe. Yep. I felt like it just wasn't as stable as an aluminum or any other subframe that are out there. I just felt like it, it kind of gave a little bit too much for me, and it just wasn't what I was really wanting or looking for. Does it feel light to you? The bike does feel pretty light. Um, is that a positive for you, or is that a negative? Because I know it could go either way. Like No, I like I like how light. I like light, nimble bikes. Like I'm not a very big dude, yeah. so anything that is small and not very heavy is what I go for. Right. But it just... I just couldn't get a feel with it today. The front end was a little off for me also. Um, fork too harsh? It wasn't too harsh, but like, well, let me take that back. It could have been a little too harsh coming into the turns. Okay. I, it just felt like whatever I did, I, I, I did drastic changes, uh, softened it, took air out uh -huh. of the air forks, and it just always felt like the front end was skating. I never had a consistent feel with the front end engine feeling for you do you like that engine i do feel like i i like the engine it um it pulls very good but i, I feel like it's really it's not the same as the ktm it's okay. a little in what bit way different. like what do you mean i feel like the ktm is real smooth yeah and this one is a little bit different it hits a little bit harder it's just it's aggressive compared to it and it just doesn't flow the way i would want want it to. So are you looking for more of a smoother type of engine or do you want some bark off the bottom on a 4 Because we talked about this, like you're, you don't ride 40s that much. No. So, and you might want a smoother feeling engine. I kind of want a little bit of the both. Okay. I want to be able to have bark, but I want it to be a smooth power that isn't ripping my arms off, but is pulling me down. You know, down the straightway. Yeah, down the straightway and out of the corners. Yeah. Kawasaki fourth on your list, KX450F, all new. Um, Really, no no experience for you on this bike. None, but whatsoever. So, how close was how close was the top four for you? The top four were very close for me. Third and fourth 
I went back and forth for a while. Um, I put the CRF 450 in fourth. Oh, you put the Cali- oh, in third. Third. Yeah. My bad. So Cali 4, 450 before we jump to the Honda is mm-hmm. is fourth for you. What two th- name two things that you like about this KX 450F? It just feels solid. Okay. The, all the new changes, it feels like a brand new bike. Okay. Um, the next thing I'd have to say, it it handled very good. We put the 5.2 okay um, suspension setting on it, and it it handled very good. So what they did for you, so they put um, stocks fork spring is a 5.0. They put a 5.2 fork spring in, which makes it a 5.1. Yep. So the basically what I do to my bike when I have my test bike, uh, kind of balances it out, less pitching. Um, so that's what basically you're you're a front end steering guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so, the most part, yes. Yeah, so that'll kind of help you balance out the front end. Um, what about straight line stability and the frame absorption on this thing? Straight line, it go go anywhere. Yeah, so you. I mean, it was really good. You feel comfortable with that? I felt very comfortable on this bike. The only reason I put it as fourth is just I think it just needs a little bit more bottom and a, a little mid. So it just takes a little bit to get going. Okay. The the handling low uh, low wind stroke high fast speed sections yeah perfect okay I could put this bike anywhere I wanted to but it just wasn't hitting as hard as I thought it should or come out of the corners or like pull what about weight feeling compared to other Japanese bikes it felt pretty light so lightest feeling out of the Japanese bikes or no I would have to say out of the Japanese yeah. yeah third place you said Honda CRF 450R you're familiar with Hondas how much time do you have on a Honda 450 I don't have much time on a Honda 450. Um, the last time I raced one was a Honda 2015. Mm-hmm. And I raced, like, previous year I've raced uh, Pro Challenge, and I've raced on my buddy's 450. Okay. <clears throat> and then, that so it's been a while. So 15, obviously it was all new in 2017. New frame, new engine, new everything. Um, do you like how powerful this engine is for you? I do. Okay. I really like the new... The new uh, aggression this bike has. So you do want some beef. I do bike. want some beef. <laughs> yeah. I want some beef. Yeah. Get so. me there. Get me out of the corners. <laughs> so today was tilled up really deep. You know, for West Coast conditions, you know, like we don't get really deep tilt stuff, but today was fairly deep. What'd you say? You were oh, out yeah. there, one of the first I, ones out there. I was first one on the track and the last one off. So compared to what you ride, Texas, comparable? Deep wise? Oh, this morning? Yes. Yeah. Very comparable. So Honda engine feeling you like that so you can pull out of corners better. So just give me a give me a breakdown of what you like about the engine. It just feels stable. Okay. Uh the low end, the low to mid was so so much more than I can remember. Okay. Um it hit very good, but it didn't pull my arms off. But it made my corners a lot better just being able to use that power. Pop in and pop out. Mm-hmm. Did you mess with the map switch at all today? I did mess with the maps. And what, uh, what map did you settle into? Three. Okay. I really like three. It was aggressive. But then it also opened the door where you could run third in some of the corners where on the stock setting, it was pretty good. It lacked a little bit of bottom, but it had a good mid. But you had to run it in second. Right. And I was shifting real quick coming out of the corner. So I put it in a map three. You could run it in third, and it was aggressive and competable or competitive in that gear. Um one thing you dislike about the Honda? It just felt heavy. Okay. And it felt... One thing, yeah, I had to say it felt heavy. And that's pretty much all I got on the Honda. Really? So that's only negative for you? Is the weight feeling? 
like fork feeling, shock. The, you know, you're a lighter guy. Was the fork too stiff? I like the stiffer. Okay. And uh, I didn't really have a complaint with it. I, w- I think I actually went four clicks softer. Okay, so you backed it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, second place, Yamaha 4D. Big bike for you? Very big. So what, that's what hurt it for not winning. KTM won your shootout. We'll, we'll jump to the KTM. But YZ450F, been very good today for a lot of riders. Um, what do you like most about this machine? This this bike's power is insane. Okay, so you like this engine better than Honda? I did. I okay. did like this engine. Okay. Um, it was crazy. Just on all stock sale, that Yamaha's in another level. Okay. Um, the only thing I, I struggled with is how wide it was. I'm a small guy. I like limbo small bikes. So you want a little bit narrower in the shoulder. Yep. So you do. That's one thing you do notice right away. Yes, because when I'm riding, my I couldn't today. I couldn't on the Yamaha. I could not get my feet on the balls of my feet. Okay, so it's too wide in the midsection. Mm-hmm. So not even the shroud area. More of the, the shroud and the mid. Really, just the overall feel of how wide it was and how it felt pretty heavy. What about suspension? It was pretty good when you rode it fast. So I really liked the uh, suspension. It was a little harsh okay. on bottom coming into the corners, but I think I went two clicks softer, and it seemed to help a lot. Um, why did the KTM 40 win for you? Simple reason. It carried so much momentum in the corners. Like it, it just blew me away when I was hitting some of the corners. And I was just like, whoa! Like right. I couldn't. It just was that. That was a spark for me. Did it? Is it light feeling? It feels very light. Um, smoother engine character for the KTM and the Husqvarna. More linear, but also very broad feeling. Um, KTM power for you, map one or map two? I was on map one. Okay, so not even an aggressive map. You're just map stock map. Mm-hmm. Um, Air fork, how do you like that? I'm really iffy with air forks. Okay. But on the KTM, I, I seem to like it today. Did you go down in pressure? I didn't even go down in pressure on this one. So you're just stock? Just stock, and I, and I usually run a lot lower, and the, the stock felt pretty good on the KTM. Um, ergonomically, does it feel big, or does it feel compact for you? Because what's weird, I've been hearing different remarks about this bike, that the bigger riders, which used to suit, KTMs used to suit bigger riders well, now I feel like <coughs> the larger guys feel a little cramped, so shorter guys like yourself, do you feel at home on that kind of I, I've I feel at home on the KTM. And what about width? You don't have no problem gripping. Um, you said you had a problem with the Yamaha, so KTM's feel narrow enough mm-hmm. for you. They feel feel very narrow, and it just feels like I can get on top of the bike and ride it how it needs to be ridden. So Lane Shaw, KTM 450, YZ 450F, CRF 450, Cowie 450, Husky 450. Well, Husqvarna. I hate it when I say Husky. Uh, RMZ 450. Thanks for being a part of the show. You're one of the few guys will be part day two. So next track we will go to will be a little tighter, a little bit more jumpier, not as fast, and actually the dirt will be a little bit harder packed, not as soft. So uh, Texas is not going to come out at you Thursday because it's totally different. Well, Thursday brings us a new challenge. We might change the order of the bike, so I'm very excited. Uh, happy to be a part of Keeper Testing. All right, man. Thanks. Okay, final rider, 2019, 450MX shootout. We're wrapping the sucker up for day one. We'll be moving on to day two in two days. So make sure you check out that podcast Thursday night. 
and we'll give you the day two results. And for those of you guys listening as well, the final overall standings will be on the Pulp MX Show Live Monday night at 6 p.m. We will give all the results out then, and then you guys can get pumped up on not only the Pulp MX Show, but um, Kiefer Inc. and Pulp MX 450 MX Shootout. So last rider of the day, Dominic Chimino. Damn, you got it right. Dude, I said it like that in the podcast, too. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was tough. Hopefully people listen to that podcast. No, no, I got a lot of good feedback. Okay, good. So, yeah, no. Um, Dominic's the one who went to the YZ um, off-road introduction 2019 with the YZ 250X, FX, and the 450FX. So, you're a hybrid rider. Yeah. You're moto and off-road guy. 100%. So, you 50-50 or where are we at? Well, I specifically moved to Southern California to ride more motocross. Okay. Because coming from a desert, much like yourself, in Vegas especially. We that's, had, what, that's what you're from. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. We had no motocross. Right. There's really nothing there. The, the culture kind of died, unfortunately. So I just had to adapt and go head in on desert. So I rode desert probably the majority of my life, but I'm trying to get back into the swing of things over here. So I'm loving it. 60-40? If Des- you had to choose. Oh, if I had to choose? Yeah. Moto. Okay. I love desert, don't get me wrong, but right. there's something fun about moto. Yeah. It's rad. So, give us your height, weight, ability. Give us the rundown, the stats. Okay. If I hang upside down, I'm 5'7". Okay. Again, I said this earlier. A lot of short guys today. There were, weren't there? Yeah, so this is Paul's my shorter tall. guy. Yeah, but more shorter. 5'7". Lane's 5'7". Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe wasn't that tall. He's like 5'9", 5'10". I think I'm the lightest one today. I'm, I'm at 145 with no gear. Okay. Um, and what, oh, riding ability? Yeah. A rider, you're good. What did you say? A? Yeah. Nah. Vet A? Are you a vet? Yeah. I'm a vet. Are you thirty? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm How a old vet. are you? Fuck. I'm thirty-two. Thirty-two. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go race, you're gonna race. You're not gonna race B, are you? I mean, I feel like I'm intermediate. Are you gonna race vet national? Hell's no. Why not? You got. I'm giving I'm, you a bike. What are you gonna re- do with it? I'm retired, bro. No, you're racing. I'm full time. I'm okay. full time test guy. Right now on this podcast, sign the contract. If I give you a <laughs> test bike for the year, you got to race. That's I'll race. I'll race works. No. <laughs> We're racing vet national. So fuck. Hey, Glen Helen. Yes. Oh. So that, that, there's your goal. There's your biscuit out there. You when have is it? November fourth and fifth. Oh, third and fourth. I'm out. Why? It's my birthday weekend. I'm going home. Oh my god. Sorry for what? ya. Oh, whatever, dude. Okay, REM then. Oh shit, Jody, we're coming. Even worse, <laughs> Jody. Jody, she goes the truth. Hey, we're going up a sprocket. And we're coming to you, bro. <laughs> um, all right, sixth place, Suzuki RMZ 450. No surprise here today, guys. I mean, it's been sixth all all day. Um, but what I've been telling the guys is it a far sixth place? Is it down? Is it that bad of a bike? Let's be real. I mean, be real with me. Okay. Y- yes. Okay. You do not like this. Bike. I do not like it. Uh, I'm sorry, Suzuki. That's one of my quotes at the bottom. I'm sorry, Suzuki. Okay, but tell me the reasons why you do not like this bike. Um, so it's one of those things where when you first get on the track with it, luckily we ride enough to where we can get comfortable quickly, usually. Yeah, right. And on that bike, I just couldn't whatsoever. And within half a lap, I knew that I was going to struggle. You witnessed me. I did. I get forgot about super that. Super squirrely. So there's like a <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's like a double down and then like a sweeper to the right and there's a mud pocket. Oh my god. With maybe maybe a squaredge inside that thing. Who knows? Who knows what? The bike knew what would happen. I didn't. So he. I see Dom. I'm not rolling around trying to take photos. I see Dom 
accelerate and hit this little pocket and the ass end swapped out pretty violently and he just went straight off the track. Like he even tried to turn. Like, no like way. he's like, I'm not trying to turn Abort this. mission. Yeah. Abort. So unfortunately that same feeling carried throughout most of the track. I went back there to the pit and had them tinker with a couple settings. I tried to slow it down obviously because it spit me out a little bit quickly. Um, but I don't know, I just could I could just tell that even if I spent all day on that bike, I wouldn't get comfortable. Okay. Period. I what? felt it ride super high, uh-huh. like the shock and the fork, the bike feels super tall, and it feels like it doesn't want to go into the travel. Like, it, it just, it's like, it's like refusing to. Okay. It's like on strike. Okay. Like, it doesn't know? want to move. No, it doesn't want to move. Not yeah. for me, at least. I mean, Stage I'm just tiny guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of was talking to some other people throughout the day as well, and I'm like, you know what? It would be kind of fun to really take one of those bikes and, like, make a project bike and see how good you can make it with, with we time. We can do that and you can race Vet National. We with time and some support or money and really just dive into it and see if you can make it better because it sucks for them to be at the bottom year in, year in and year out. It really does. And I think with some with the right upgrades mm-hmm. and changes, maybe that thing could turn around. What's one thing you do like about it? I like the motor. Okay, you like the engine. You don't mind it. I don't mind the engine. I think it's usable and I think that it tracks well. I think that it's responsive. It's plenty fast. It's just like a it's use, it's a use, very usable power plant. I think it's friendly. You so know? the chassis is more your concern over everything. Yeah, chassis and suspension for sure. Um, and braking. Just to not to skip over the Suzuki, but let's talk about the BFRC shock. Mm-hmm. Is Balance it better on throttle or off throttle? Ooh. I'm gonna test you. On. Right now. Okay, good. So that's basically its character. Um, that's its whole being. Okay, that's its way of life, mm-hmm. is on-throttle traction, sticking to the ground. Off-throttle is where its nemesis, its, yeah. its evil twin it comes out. It just upsets it. It does, it releases and unloads, and it doesn't like to be off-throttle. Right. So it's that's the nature of that shock. I have ridden a, a good BFRC, and it doesn't do that, and it's pretty comfortable. So to go off of your project bike thing, I'm going to raise you. Uh-huh. And say I have ridden one, not mine, but I have ridden a project bike, and it was much better. And it was something that I was like, oh, I could live with this bike, I could ride this bike. Mm. But we're going to plan on doing something with the Suzuki this year. Suzuki's nice enough to let us have a bike all year, so why not, right? Yeah, People right. buy these bikes. I agree, and the, and they bar- they're buying them at very good price. Yeah, points. the 18s are five G. Come on now, like we're sitting here battling with ten thousand dollar motorcycles. People, we all know when we go buy one. We're going to go put some shit on it. We're going to put pipe. We're going to put some whatever. It's going to cost more money, and we're trying not to spend more money. The same people are bitching, saying bikes are 10G. Well, right. now, here you go. You got there a 450, go, 5G. So let's figure it out. We, we do a project bike, keep track of the cost associated. Let's put 5G with and mods in it, make it a 10 grand bike. There you go. That's actually, we talked about that. Yeah. What can we do to make that bike crazy good without going over MSRP of something else that costs 10 grand? Right. So now we are we have a five grand bike that's MSRP. We're going to put 5G parts into mm-hmm. it. Maybe it's better. You never know. I mean, you're going to put five grand aftermarket parts in. Most of that's going to go chassis suspension, of course. Yeah. Um, engine's not that bad. Maybe you put a high bad. compression piston right. in, in a pipe and leave it. And Maybe then twisted maps it or does something. Something, right? Put some gas in it. And then the, your bike's better than a stock KTM I, or, or whatever. I agree with you. So, all right, fifth place, KTM. Oh, um, man. You're a fan of the handlebars, I hear? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the handlebars. Okay. 
the neck ends are just hard, they're rigid, and they're a little wide. And I didn't really put much thought into your whole trim theory mm-hmm. that you've been spieling us until today. And it was blatantly obvious that they needed to trim. Yeah, so what I don't get and people come at me with is, man, Kiefer, you only trimmed in six mil. Dude, I'm telling you right now, when you, shave it, it, when you shave it and you look at the handlebar and how much three mil on each side is, it's nothing. But when you ride, ride it, it, it feels like a certain amount that it's much better. It was like today when I first went out, I almost wanted to cut the ends of the grips off and slide them in a little bit. That's right. kind of what I was wanting. You're a donut dork Dude, anyway. squid circles. Thanks, Colton. Donut dork. <laughs> Represent the donuts. Double D. Look donut at these thumbs. Dorks. They're fresh. They're ready for Thursday. Oh, my gosh. So, KTM is fifth. Give us a couple reasons why it's down in the ranking. Um, I had a little bit of struggle getting good feedback front and rear fork specifically shock felt okay but fork it just wouldn't it wouldn't really talk to the back of the the back of the bike well for me so dave helped me out a lot we did make some adjustments we went down in psi on the fork lowered it to make it more compliant because i'm light and it did help but it still wasn't i don't think where it should be um i don't think other than that the only thing other thing i could gripe about is at comp there's a couple fast, flowy sections. There's those kind of rollers coming through the middle of the track mm-hmm. that got a little that got a little choppy. And because the bikes are short and they're super small and nimble, it felt a little unstable. Like they were they were quick to to kind of come uncorked on you. So that was the only other gripe I had was just kind of finding good balance, getting the fork action to work well, and then stability factor. But everything else I loved. You right. know, I've I've been a KTM fan for many years. Obviously, they. They run great. Mm-hmm. I love, 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 love how quiet they are, how refined they are. The brakes are amazing. The ergos are great. Hydro? Yeah, hydro life. Yeah. For you sure. Like, you like that? Love it. Okay. Um, so that was the only other gripes I had was that. You know, there's been some talk this year about them being down on power. These bikes aren't down on power. I mean, if it was, it's not a bad no, thing. No, they're not. Listen, these these 450s are fire breathers, right? And quote unquote down on power doesn't make sense it's just more usable and more friendly they're not as barky they're not as aggressive as some of the other bikes and that's okay you can ride them longer you can ride them more efficiently you can be safer thank you Dom thank you Dom because I was complaining about people saying I don't want to in Hondas I don't want to run map 2 it's the pussy map Uh, uh, that's the map you kind of want to go to it's mellow and the KTM is so linear and a lot of test guys said hey it's deceiving power yes and to, to to agree with that uh, comment even more perfect example there's a big big step up in the middle of the track on the other bikes I'm going really fast not quite not quite wide open but right. close to it so I'm like oh hell I must have to do the same thing on this bike no way Jack I went way over right and that's just a perfect example of the deceiving power that these things carry yeah so connection to the rear wheel is high on yeah the it's very it's very reactive to how you what you're talking to it with yeah you know? and I think that's the deceiving part is when it's reactive it's not loud. Yeah. So you're thinking, oh, shit, I better get on it more so I can get it louder exactly. to make it pull. People want that 450 bark or they want to hit that rev. Like yeah. It's become so popular, but you don't need to. Right. These things go just as fast. Husqvarna is uh, fourth. Fourth. Very close, you said. Yeah, I try to score it as a tie, but you wouldn't let me. No, um, no ties. The Husky... There's no ties in life. It's like there's no ties in hockey. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, Husky, better because of the bars. Okay. They got pro tavers. 
less vibration. Less vibration. Is there still vibration though? A little bit, yeah. More than Japanese bikes? Yeah, uh, no. So no, I don't think so. Okay. It's there's still vibration. Obviously, we're talking about steel frame here, for God's sake. Right. uh, It's not that bad. Like it's not something that's going to tell me not to buy the bike. Okay. Period. But uh, because the bars, they were. I felt. I think they're a little bit smaller, right? Are they not? So stand by for liftoff. You ready for this? This is a this is a curveball. The 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 width is it's the wide. same. It is the same. Same. But why does they don't they don't feel the same? Because of the bend. Ah. So the bend perception mm. when you get on it less. Touche. So we're eight eleven. That's where we're at on both. Okay. Eight eleven mil. Um, the bend. If anything, I think I should take that back. KTM might be like a 12 a millimeter well, well, I, yeah I knew that one so yeah, <laughs> I told you Jack I told you so anyway so it's very close it but is close more flex bend is different it is, it's not as high on yeah, the Husqvarna it does feel different yeah it lower does. bend it's got a different feel to it and I think that's a good one too low yeah you know I like kind of a lower flatter bar yeah and it did feel more comfortable and then the last time I probably maybe because the Husky beat the KTM is because you allowed me to ride one of your bikes a little bit off and on uh-huh. and maybe because I have more time on I was more comfortable I don't know but it just felt better for um, me third place Honda yeah and that's tough because I really really like the new Honda I really do I didn't like the 17 and 18 I've said it before in one of my past uh, my previous write ups you can find it at keyfreeinktesting.com there you go um, I didn't like the 17 18s but the 19 changes are so much better the bike feels way better overall and I like it more compliant yeah Okay. I like this bike. I really like this bike. Uh, spring rates are tough, and I think it's hard on all these bikes for me because I'm so light. Yeah. So that's kind of a, it's always kind of a, a thorn in my side trying to get things where they're at. And I can only imagine if I tune the suspension specifically for my weight, that it could be you could, really good. You really would yeah. be on that. I like this bike. So engine, not too much for you. You know, <sighs> you're like guy. I know. We talk about power. How much? And, and I, I would say powerful. I would say, out of all the bikes, this is probably the most powerful yeah. bike, feeling-wise, on the track. And I think, I think, the power plant is what makes it so much fun to ride. Okay. Because it's so lively, it's snappy, it's barky, racy, super racy. Yeah. And then when you're in the air on this bike, it's so flickable. Yeah. And I don't know why, but literally, if you're off the ground already, if you just do the slightest lean or bar turn, whatever, the thing reacts immediately. And what's weird, on paper, it's not. No. It's it's one of the heaviest. Exactly, but it does not feel like it whatsoever. Yeah. So we got some good settings today at Comp I was really happy with, and I'm excited to spend some more time on that bike. So me placing a third is tough. It was primarily because, obviously, we couldn't get sag low enough for me. I wanted to squat the rear more, and just find that good balance, I think, was the only so thing. So that just, just chassis balance was the yeah. thing that ranked it down yeah. on you. So, but everything else, I, I like that bike. Um, you like the looks of it. Yep. What's the, sex- sec- what's the sexiest bike to you in the shootout? Oh, tough. There's a lot of good ones. If you if, let's Honda, go Honda. So it's if you're sexy. if you're speed dating and you see these bikes and you're like, I gotta get the prettiest one. That's Honda. Honda. Yeah. So you like red and black rims. Yep. You're all it's about sexy. Yeah. Oh man, I have to say a Suzuki for me. It. I was sitting next to them the whole time. I parked next to them. Yeah. Of course, I'm staring at the bike. They do. They look good. Yellow and blue, man. It looks good. It does look good. In yeah. the, I love the way their um, 
like the chat, not the chassis, but the plastics are like yeah, the, the lines. The lines are clean. They're they clean. Blend nice. They're they're also kind of like slim and trim, yeah. so it looks racy. I like the Suzuki too. Yeah, but there's so something could, about the Honda Black Wheels. Yeah, it looks clean. Yeah, very simple, plain, good. I like clean She's looks. Hot. Yeah, redheads. Hot. Yeah. Ginger life. Uh, Cowie life <laughs> is second for you. Yeah. Huge improvement this year. Mega. Yeah. The Cowie is a big improvement. It's probably. Um, it's probably the most exciting bike for 2019 because how much um, different it is. Right. Because everything's different. Yep. The way it feels, the way it rides, the way it looks, how it's built, what's got on it, everything's different. And I think it's the most exciting new bike for the new year. Second place, again, tough because I also really like this bike and I've spent probably, out of all of the bikes combined, the Cali I've spent the most time on. Yep. And hopefully to continue that into the future. You got a race though, we're not doing that. Okay. Um, race. <laughs> um, so just real quick, Dom has the Cowie test bike. That's kind of his assigned bike that I gave him. And we're going to do a lot to this bike because it's new, right? So we're going to do some fun things to this. But the requirement is you're going to have to race. All right. All right. So there you go. Okay. So chat, let's just get down to the to the meat of this sucker. Okay. We know the engine's lively. It's fun. Mm -hmm. um, pulls pretty good. What about this chassis on this thing? Do you like the bump absorption on this frame? Yes. And I rode this bike the very last today. Right. So I rode everything else. I did this one last. So yeah, the track went away. It got pretty shitty and a little bit rough. And it kind of it, it kind of proved why I like the way the chassis felt. Right. It's because it is compliant. Yep. And it's forgiving. It's nimble. It's agile. Cornering is good for you? Yeah, it's good. But there's certain things I, wanna, I still want to change. Hopefully down the road we can. Obviously bars are one of them. I want lower bend bar. And then suspension, I think, for me, needs more tuning. Yeah. Like, I think if there's one gripe on this bike that I don't like, there's a couple minor ones, but the, one of them is suspension. Okay. And I think throughout the next, whatever, model years, 2020, whatever it is, they're going to make them better, make it, the settings better, right. change valving, what have you. That's the only thing I can see getting this bike better than it already is. Um stock spring settings are okay for you yeah and i got sag where that we should i think it was at 106 okay um we left the forks as they were i think a couple guys were experimenting with different spring rates today but i left springs where they were for the front um are you on standard fork height do you remember what your fork height was i think we were flush i think it was standard flush okay. mount, yeah so you never tried to raise them no but i want to yeah maybe on thursday so thursday is a tighter track like i said maybe that will be coming handy yep for sure. The one thing that I kind of was struggling with, and I forgot the guy's name who works for the race team that helped us today. Yeah, I got you. Don't put me on the spot because I forgot too. Okay, so he was super sharp. Yeah. And so the last couple of weeks after riding this bike, I was struggling with kind of this twitchy, um, like the front end was dancing a lot on me, no matter where I was going. So I was telling him this, and we actually made some damping changes on the shock that helped the front yep, absolutely. a lot. And that's the thing, people. A lot. Yeah, so when you listen to Dom talk or, or, or I, mean, I talk in other podcasts, one end of the bike affects the other. It doesn't just affect what you're tuning, okay? You slap a part on a motorcycle, it's going to affect something else. Everything goes hand in hand. Everything's tied in together. And that's what I really try to reiterate to people out there. Look, you're changing something, it's going to affect the other end of the bike, right. plain and simple. So the last two weeks, this whole dancing thing, I'm trying to fix it on the fork. I didn't fuck around with the shock. Yeah. I really didn't. Obviously, I knew that front end and rear end they talk, and you change one that mixes or mixes with the other. But I didn't know it was going to make this big of a difference. Right. So sure as shit, he does a couple clicks, 
and boom, I'm like, damn, right. I got to write this down. I need to keep this for Thursday. Right. So it did help. Good. That's why in a, right when we got done, I told him like, I can't wait to put more time on it. What coupler did you end up being with on the engine? The white. The white. Yeah. So, um, I would assume that's yeah. So white was the map that I worked with Chaw, and I think that's what the kind of we're rolling yeah. around with. Yep, and I and as far as while we're on that subject of motor, um, I think that it needs more. Not where more. at? That's a good question. Everywhere? Are we talking low yeah, end? Yeah, I feeling? feel like so. If we're like looking at a linear power curve, yeah, like I want to make it. More, you just want more meat. Meat yeah. all the way across. Yeah. It's not saying I similar want similar to like, the to the winner of this. Exactly, like that broad, fat meaty power yeah because this one's like there's it's sharp and lean yeah like and it's very crisp yeah but it doesn't Empty have like that bit. yeah it doesn't have like that rah, like that yeah. grunt you so know? it's real free revving yes. feeling and some of that what happens people is when you do get a free revving feel you get some emptiness and torque feeling mm-hmm. so while it pulls great on top it's light it's it spins really nice it's free it makes it exciting you get some of that tractor like you miss some of that tractor like feel and yeah. that's the Kawasaki. Yeah, exactly. So leading into that, yep. Yamaha tractor. What's the winner for you today? You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. It's a good bike, right? It is a good bike. So And you weren't hey, you weren't all about Yamaha. No. Yeah. And I've ridden an eighteen, my one of my best friends owns one currently, so I've spun a couple laps on it and I liked it. Uh-huh. This is my first time on the nineteen. Feels great. Yeah. And this bike just doesn't do like it does, it does a little bit of everything well. Right. Is it the most agile, the most flickable, the mo- the lightest bike? No. Right. It's not. Period. But it's not horrible. No, it's not horrible. And everywhere else that it does really, really well at, compensates for those little things. Like we want something that's a little bit more quicker, responsive, like in the air, flickability, whatever. Well, guess what, Jack? When you're like completely sideways and some rough chop this thing just tracks through it straight as an arrow and right. it's super stable if you get into trouble it helps you get out of it right power is amazing suspension is the best in the business period yeah and i dare anybody to say it's not a lot of people think cowie's better no way i hear that a lot no way suspension yes no way so it's that, impossible that's what i feel m impossible Impossible. M- M- or M- 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 <laughs> impossible but no it's really good so let's talk about the tractor like feel of the yamaha yes can you run third gear in corners? Yes. So one of the very few bikes that is easy to do that with. Yep. Um, lots of torque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't rev high no. like a KTM. No, it doesn't. But it gets the job done. Yeah. Because you can short it, shift. You can short shift it, and then be, even if you're not revving it per se, the power from bottom to wherever that max is for it is more than you'll ever need. Right. And especially when you need to stretch yourself over something like a jump or what have you, there's plenty there for you to use, you know? Like you're not gonna struggle not short like let's say you're not a short shifter, like yeah. you're you want you want to rev each gear out. Right. Well it's probably gonna do the job for there's you. There's enough there yeah, for there's, you. There's plenty. Yeah. And guess what? There's not open your cell phone and do some tuning or something. So you, know? you like the power tuner. Yeah I love it. So you got a little bit of uh, introduction to that the it. FX intro. Yep. And now you're on the F. Yep. And if you don't need that much down low, you can fix that. Yep, you can fix it. So amongst other things. Yeah, and there are you know, Cowie has a tool. They have couplers, um, KTM and Husqvarna. They have a, a mapping tool, but you got to buy it. It's expensive. It's five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, this comes free 
with your bike. I don't like, so for the record, when they tell us that, like when they told us in Carolina, this comes free with your bike. It's not free, people. No, we're you're paying buying, for We're paying a $10,000 yeah, right. motorcycle. It's not an accessory. Fa- they factored that shit into the price. But the bike, because the bike hasn't gone up. Exactly. Much. No, so. no, exactly. And and for anybody that hasn't had experience um, using this, 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 this app for your cell phone. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. You go through a little learning phase of how to use it. But Jesus, it's so easy. Literally, push the start button in the pit, and like within 20, 30 seconds, you got a new map. Go on the track, and the bike's gonna feel so much different. Yeah. So there's a tutorial. You can go to Yamaha's website. You click on YZ450F, and then you'll see Yamaha Powerton. You click on that. Boom. There's videos for you, step by step process. Do not email me and ask me how it is without going there. If you have questions <laughs> about that shit after you watch it, hit me up. Right. I will help you. But just don't email me and be lazy. Watch this. I did. It helps me. So I know it can help you. And I'm not the smartest dude out there, and I can do this shit. And I don't know if you've ever covered this before, but I'm not sure if anybody's anybody's asked this, but people might be worried, well, if I go on there and tune my own bike, am I going to blow it up, or am I going to do this, that, and You can't. Like, they retarded the system to where you can do some extreme changes to ignition timing, fuel, and X, Y, and Z. And you're not going to blow your bike. You can't up. advance it or retard it enough to f it up. Yeah, it's, it won't let it, you do it. It might run like shit, not run very good, but you're not going to detonate. Right. You're not going to blow so it. So don't up. be scared of that. If right. that's something you're like, oh, I don't know how to use it, I'm going to fuck my bike. No, it's not going to happen. Right. And there's pre, there's TP maps. I mean, I'm sure that's what was in your yep. bike. TP 2.0. There's maps that you just can plug in. You're good. You don't have to make your own, but you can do that if you mm-hmm. want. So, um, what about? Okay, let's Nerd talk alert. about real quick. Let's talk about cornering. It corners well for you. It does. It corners well. Is it the best? No. Right. It's it's a little bit slower to get into a corner. You have to be a little bit more methodical uh-huh. when you're kind of coming into things. Is it bad at cornering? No. It's way improved than where the bike used to be. Right. That's for damn sure. But I think, like I was mentioning earlier when we first started talking about it, like it's, it being not it, it being not the best at cornering, it's still going to compensate as soon as you leave that corner and go into some another right. section, you know? I've come to the conclusion that me and Paul talk about this. I like a slower turning machine. I don't want a super sharp turning bike because then when I'm starting to go fast, it's sometimes scary to ride. Yeah. So if it's a little slower and I have to take some effort to corner, I do not mind. As, yeah. Well, I should say that for West Coast at least. You know, maybe my mind will change when I go back east for shootouts. some ruts. Yeah, but for here, what we ride, having a little slower corner is not that bad. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I, I can kind of go either way. If I had to choose, I'd probably want something that's quicker cornering just yeah. because I just want the bike to get into it and lay over. Right. I'm a small dude. Right. I'm trying to, quote, unquote, work smarter, not harder. There you go. But like the Yamaha is not bad at cornering right. by any means. It's just not as, like, uh, responsive or quick to lay over, you er- know. Ergo's okay with you? Yeah. No problem. Seat nope. the bar transition? Good. Okay. So good. And... Radiator width. There you go. It's actually thinner than the orange bike. Dude, you're preaching to the choir, bro. I know. People. Think I've been on this bandwagon for how many people years? People think it's rigged, Kiefer. I, that's why I'm not involved in the shootout. I know. I'm not even getting near it. I don't want to touch it. I'm not. My scores aren't involved. I'm just telling you. I've done the measurements. I measured it. It's it's visual, people. I know. It's a visual thing, and. Lane Shaw, he, he was there. He feels a little bit fatter. He's a shorter guy. He feels it. You know, maybe his legs are shorter. I can understand it. But for me, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, 
I take that back. Let me let me let me take this back. When I ride my KTM a lot, I understand how narrow it is. It feels like real thin. I'm mm-hmm. like ooh, and then I get on the Yamaha. I'm like oh, I do kind of notice it a little bit. But when I ride it, I do not. No, you don't. It's only when I sit on it. Right. So, just give it a chance. If you sit on, it, you think it's fat. I understand. I get it. I'm with you. But ride it. I'm ninety five percent sure you don't really feel it. Mm-hmm. So. All right, that's Dominic Chamino. Yes, sir. Yamaha, Cowie, Honda, or ooh, wait, Husky, Husqvarna, KTM. then Orange Brigade, and then RM Army. Old Yeller. There are no ties in life. There's like there are no <laughs> ties in hockey, Dom. I got it. All right, so thank you. We'll see you back Thursday, yeah. Yes, sir. You're gonna be 150 pounds, you think, by then? Well, if we're having pizza, we have pizza tonight, so that might help. That might help me. I might plug me up. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> I drank my kombucha. Poor this Heather, morning. poor Heather, and then the bathroom cleanup. <laughs> God dang! All right, see oh, you guys. Lord, later. Hey guys, we're here with Travis Preston, Yamaha's. Should I say lead test? Is it test engineer? Well, I would say fastest. Fastest test engineer. Yeah. Wow. So Stevie's not the fastest. No. Um. Well, on the two fifty. Yeah, I think just because of weight, you know, because I'm, I'm cresting 200 pounds now, no gear. No, you're not. Yeah. Really? Yeah, muscle. Oh, that's right. You are right. G- CrossFit life. life. Yeah, yeah CrossFit life. kicked in a lot. So, yeah, so I'm putting on the pounds, but uh, yeah, he he has me covered on a 250, but okay. but when you get on a man's bike, yeah. He can't hang. He can't hang. So Travis has been with Yamaha for how long? Give us, the people out there listening to this, what's the title of your job, what do you do, and how long have you been at Yamaha? So I started as a contractor, just just going to the tracks. You know, I didn't go to the office, just strictly going to the tracks. I started that in the summer of 2012, and actually, uh, Jeremy Albrecht, uh, JGR, was the guy that kind of got all this started. Uh, he just kept telling me, "You got to talk to Butler. You got to talk to Butler." And I finally did, and uh, yeah, started in the summer of 2012, and then I went a full time employee uh, the beginning of 2015, and so. You've seen you've been you've been through some testing process as you're you know growing up racing racing supercross you rode a lot of the top bikes and now you're going through the production testing process. What is the biggest difference that you've seen from your racing career testing versus production? Uh, I think maybe the hardest part for me is you you can't develop a bike for me you know like I want stiffer springs I want stiffer valving uh, I, I might want more low end power. But that's not what the consumer wants. So I really have to think about, you know, what does the average rider want? But I think what the Yamaha does really well is it's a bike that everybody can ride. You know, I can ride it with stock suspension. The power feels good to me. But then a guy like Steve Butler, who weighs, you know, 145 pounds, no gear, he can get on the bike and the bike feels pretty good for him. So going to these shootouts, obviously you guys and all the manufacturers here have a lot to do because... You have how many shootouts this year? Eight, six? Yeah, it's it's between seven and eight, and then yeah, it's it's so, some guys are two days per shootout. You know, a lot of guys want us there for photos. So, and then yeah, you know, it takes maybe a full day to to prep the bike, load the truck, check parts, wash the truck, and then yeah, after this is all said and done, I'll have to go through and read all of these shootouts, and then. I'll write a report, you know, based upon all these shootouts, and then give that back to Japan. Yeah, some, some some type of summary to figure out, you know, what what the consumer thinks is the best bike, you know, what what this bike does well, what the Honda does well, what the Yamaha does well. I find that interesting too. People don't think shootouts mean a lot to manufacturers, but I I beg to differ. And I had this on when Pingree and I were talking to Steve on the on the Racer X podcast. Is man, 
manufacturers really pay attention to shootouts, you know, and they they pay attention, but not only do they do that, but they also adapt the bike to what the, you know, shootouts kind of want in that way, correct? Yeah, exactly, and, and that's kind of what we did for 2019, because in 2018, we had a, a, a brand new bike, but there were a couple little things that, uh, you know, you guys, the, the, the test riders, the journalists, and, and consumers were, were talking about, and you know, the seat, the rear sprocket, suspension, you know, we made a lot of these little changes in 2019 based upon your guys' comments, and yeah, the, the bike's working better. So, after the end of these shootouts, you got to get ready for 250. Do you ever get burned out? Is it, is it still fun for you to come out to these things? Uh, yeah, because I still enjoy riding a motorcycle. Right. Um, you know, I'm not riding today, but, uh, you know, Thursday I'm going to go ride for sure. And, yeah, it's, it's fun. I've spent my whole life at the track, so I, I still enjoy going to the track. It's rare to see that with uh, guys our age, especially for you, guys at a top level that have been there, won championships, won races, and they usually get burned out and they're out, but you're one of the rare people that still really like to, to ride a dirt bike, and I can vouch for that because when we ride, we really ride. We don't just don't mess around. There's like, <laughs> there's lap times involved, there's motos, like it's structured deals, so you still enjoy that part of the process. Yeah, you know, the the, the guy from Lip Pro's here today, and I was telling him, I said, you know, just putting that Lip Pro on my helmet, like, makes me want to go fast. Right. And that's kind of why I like riding a motorcycle, is because I'm still chasing that perfect lap. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what he was saying, you know, that's what you can do with the Lip Pro, is time, check out your laps, figure out what your best lap is, and I'm still trying to chase that freaking thing. Yeah. All right, well, that's Travis Press. I just wanted you guys to give you a little bit of background and so you can kind of tell what he does for a living, what his, basically what his whole synopsis is of shootouts, and he knows that I am a little bit better than him on a 450. <laughs> you know what? It's it, it, To your credit, you are riding really good. Okay. And as you get older, you're still maintaining a lot of speed. So I, I'm very impressed, and to your credit, you scrub way better than I do. We're going to work on that with you. Yeah, that that is my weak point in scrubbing. But your corners are really good. I, I have some corner speed. Yes. I do, but, you know, um, I, I'm looking to get to the next level. Okay. So I feel like uh, my, my scrubs. All right. I start getting so up. next time you see Travis, if you see Travis at the track, people, okay, critique his aerial maneuvers <laughs> because he, might, he may need help. Thank you, Travis. All right, thanks.